In this week's episode, it's a Disney Channel fan fest and overpriced Pixar Pier special event time. Diggs got to the park early on Saturday for the fan fest, and he's got all the deets. Did he get to do a meet and greet? What panel was the best? And most importantly, what the heck is a bizarre vark? A special event is coming to herald the opening of Pixar Pier. But we're all in agreement that a root canal would be a better waste of money, and you'd end up with a fixed tooth. Also, the Churro Challenge, Anthony Goes to That Other Park, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and more on this fossilized episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh. The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. Never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? made you look happy birthday yeah happy birthday to mickey mouse to yogurt oh no none of those things well are you sure about that because i saw an article today that's saying something about actually playing crazy came out of course before steamboat willie because playing crazy was a little 30 whatever second little thing i don't remember what it said I just saw it real quick today. You know, I don't read. I just saw some... Little... The only thing I've always known about Playing Crazy was that Playing Crazy was shot first. Right. Before that's Steamboat Willie. Maybe that's what it, it was. But implying. Steamboat Willie was theatricaled first. Yeah. Before Playing Crazy, but... even though Playing Crazy was technically the first Mickey Mouse cartoon created, it wasn't the first to be shown. So it's like, well, what do you go by? Do you go by when it was shown or when it was created? Because if that's the case, if we're looking at like any kind of media, well, well we're going to talk about when it was actually created because that's not what we go by when it comes to media. You go by when it's released. Mm. I mean, tons of TV shows are shot out of order. Right. I mean, there's uh, cartoons, especially. There's a lot of cartoons that are released out of order. If there's no recurring arc in a cartoon they it's normal for them to mix up ep, to shoot episodes out of order or to in the production order it'll have the production order will show a certain order and then when you look at the release order the release order is different than the production order but that just means that production may have pre-production or whatever production happened to start earlier on another episode that may end up actually coming out after an early an episode that will start start later. But I mean, you know, those things happen. Right. So anyway, I, unless they find some proof that playing crazy was actually shown publicly before 
Steamboat Willie, you can't say Plain Crazy was first, and you can't change Mickey Mouse's birthday. Here's what Google says. Steamboat Willie, featuring Mickey Mouse, was released on November 18, 1928. It was the first Mickey Mouse cartoon released, although he had appeared in two earlier efforts, Plain Crazy and The Gallopin' Gaucho. Oh, yeah, Gallopin' Gaucho. It was also the first Disney cartoon to feature synchronized sound. That's Steamboat Willie. Right. So Steamboat Willie was the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. However, Mickey Mouse had been featured in other cartoons two times before, Plain Crazy being one of them. So I guess Plain Crazy, blah, 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 blah. Plain Crazy does come first, but it's not. When they say it's Mickey's birthday, I think they mean the birthday of the first, the first official Mickey Mouse cartoon. No, that's not usually what that means because Donald's birthday, Donald's birthday is the day is the day that uh, the what is it uh, the wise little hen is his his appearance in Wise Little Hen. It doesn't go by when Donald appears in his first own cartoon. It's when he appears in Wise Little Hen. Do you have a Do you have a date for playing crazy? Today it may have just been it may have just been like a couple days difference or something. No, it's today, isn't it? I believe it's today. Today is when playing crazy. That's was... why I brought this up. Right. I wasn't trying to get to a big old deep discussion, but uh, it's just something I saw real quick, and I, I kind of glanced at it, but I really didn't read it. And of course, you know, I'm trying to look for it, and I can't find it. So. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, well, it was today, the 15th, or it was the 15th? Was that today? Okay. It was the 15th, also in 1928. So it's, but then they don't do another. They don't do another cartoon for quite a while. Then why do they always celebrate his birthday in? Because I don't think Playing Crazy was an official release. Plus, it's I don't know. Steamboat Willie is the very first talking. Playing Crazy wasn't talking. It was just eek. Right. No, it says Mickey Mouse sound cartoon Playing Crazy. Even the video of it. Oh, Stop. that's why they're making a big deal about it. Because today was the 90th anniversary of Playing Crazy. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Playing Crazy was shown in Hollywood as a test screening. Two industry insiders failed to get distribution. So it was not even shown publicly. Galloping Gaucho also failed to get distribution as well. So that's why. The third time was the charm, Steamboat Willie, thanks to the talking. Well, thanks to the. Well, yeah. Technically, I mean, I could whistle it instead if you like. No, 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 no. It does say. The first screening of Plain Crazy was silent. The soundtrack wasn't added until December of 1928. Right. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah, happy birthday. To Airplane Guy. Airplane Guy. <laughs> yes, happy first birthday to Mickey Mouse, 90th birthday today. So you could officially celebrate Mickey's birthday anytime between now and November 18. 18. Pretty much an annual thing. Right. So at the end of the birthday, they give out buttons. Hey, so we're back here at the palatial Mousepire Studio, a.k.a. my house. Uh, refurbishment is complete. Yeah, it is. I was given warnings when I got here. Were you given warnings? <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. We were given warnings. Yes, they have been given warnings. They will be banned from the studio if any damage befalls my new... Wood floor, my new fake wood floor, faux wood. So we're not allowed. Wood. So we're not allowed to fall on the floor. What you're saying? Oh, you could fall on the floor. You just said don't, be don't... falls. <laughs> <laughs> yes the the floor has a uh, 
been replaced. Shouldn't no be dro- more no more dropping food. Gross, ugly, no, no more dropping food and not caring about it and just rubbing it into the carpet. No mm. more picking your nose and just throw it, flicking it on the ground. No more ashing. I always flick my when I pick my, my pipe nose, and I f- just dropping it on the ground and s- stamping it into the carpet. Dirty. So yeah, you smoke a pipe. How sophisticated! Well, you know me. Uh, I usually flick my boogers right at you, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> <laughs> kind of under so, the table. Uh, hey, woo! And then I've uh, added some artwork to the walls to kind of I spruce up the place and uh, make uh, the that way you don't actually you're not hopefully not looking at the gross walls. I miss uh, the boxes in the corner. Yes, the box, the wall of the the wall o boxes is gone. Whoa! Wait a minute. Where are all the lightsabers? Oh, they're in the room. They'll they'll return shortly. You should just hang them on the wall there in front. I of that. plan on oh. hanging them on the wall, but right I just there need to get a hanger. Darth Vader. Yes, that's... I got some hangers at home. Uh, can I make a suggestion? <laughs> well, I'm going to use I'm one of those uh, broom hangers. Oh, okay. The kind with the little rollers that when you stick the broom in there, the roller kind of rolls uh... in on itself to hold it. But I haven't been able to find one. I went looking yesterday everywhere, and all I could find was this stupid one at Target that only held two brooms. It was one. It was two individuals. Is like each. They Jeez, each how small held. a house would you have to have to only have two brooms? I, I mean, know. Seriously. And it was twelve dollars. <laughs> it was twelve dollars for. That's way too much for someone. Like cheap for twelve dollars, I could get the probably the one that holds six brooms. Well, can I make another or suggestion? At least four. Since you're having trouble, what you tried Amazon? No. Well, or that's, that's number one suggestion. Number two is uh, you. I know that the one that I have that's the same as one you have, the uh, Luke. Jedi green saber. Right. I know that that has like a triangular clip on it. Right. Do your other sabers have hanger clips? Only Vader. Okay. I've done that before. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because and what's I... good is you can get these things that are like, uh, they're for like hanging your keys when you get home and you can just hang it right on there. Oh, What's I it? used to have one of those, you know, those big curved ones that you stick in the wall and then it curves back up into itself. Oh, that's cool. You know, one of those. Uh, I used to have one of those. At my old place, and I used to have my Vader one hung up on the wall with that. Yeah, those ones with the clips you can hang easily, but the ones that don't have clips, not so much, and you have to kind of, you know, make uh, do some uh, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> bringing it back to that. Taking it back so, to uh, old school. So, yeah, we're back here. Tim has to be monitored to make sure he doesn't drop food on the floor. I'm going to, like... I told him I'm going to get one of the pebbles. I'm going to stick it in my shoe, like in the crevice, and then I'm just going to scoot around on the floor. He's not He's not amused. <laughs> he's not at all amused. Don't say that when his mom's here. I know, right? That's five across I the have eyes. a feeling that exactly. he's going to be more sensitive about his mom. She's going to get the jokes, and he's going to be, like, not having it. Yeah, I just, I'm going to be real protective of this floor for a long time. Only because you almost cut your fingers off. That's I know, true. only because I almost <laughs> cut my finger off on the piece that's in the... Very corner that you can't even see because it's underneath that cabinet. You're still wearing a band aid. <laughs> yeah, a because later. of how I because of how I ripped it back open at your house that day. Oh, it's my fault. Well, no, it's not your fault. I'm just saying because I ripped it back open at your house that day. I, it's taking twice as long to heal now. It's almost there, but it's yeah. I'm still wearing a band aid. It's been a week and a half. Just let it breathe, bro. Let it breathe. Oh, I feel I've let it. Don't worry, I've let it breathe. It's like fine wine. <laughs> Even when it's even the color of it sometimes. All right, so moving on, we had some sad news on. Well, we got the news yesterday, but on Sunday, the great Margot Kidder passed away, age sixty nine. Another one, way too young. 
Now, uh, of course, everybody knows Lois Lane and Superman will always be the number one thing. Well, growing up for me, you know, I think for us, our age, we had we had Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. We had Karen Allen, Marion Ravenwood in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then, of course, uh, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley. I mean, the early 80s, you had those four badass women right there that, you know, they didn't need really... I mean, sure, Lo- Lois Lane needed Amanda, uh, needed Superman to catch her when she fell off the building. <laughs> but for the most part, she was going out and she's pretty badass. Lois Lane's always been pretty badass. She embodied Lois Lane. Now, I will bring this back to Disney because some people may forget she was in a little movie called Trenchcoat for Disney with, uh, what's his name, from Airplane? With the guy from Airplane? Which guy from Airplane? There the main many. guy in Airplane. Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. You've clearly never seen Airplane if you think he's the main guy in I, Airplane. I, I know you're talking about that. Yeah, him. Yeah, I don't remember his name. He's in it also. But yeah, a lot of people forget that Yeah, she was in a Disney movie called Trenchcoat. Oh. I don't really remember what it was about. I don't it was like she gets. It's like a lot of those movies in the 80s, like Gotcha and stuff like that. It's like they're they end up mixed up in something, some sort of espionage that they don't want nothing to do with. and Like all the Leslie Nielsen movies. No. Yeah, that's exactly what they're about. What Leslie Nielsen movies? Pretty much every one that was ever made is like, he's some sort of agent, and then there's some situation nobody really wants so to be involved Robert in. you're talking about Robert Hayes. Oh, yes, uh, Robert, Robert Hayes. Hayes yeah. Yes, Robert Hayes and uh, Margot Kidder in the movie Trenchcoat. I believe it's 1983. Like I said, you had the I, anybody growing up in the early eighties. Those those it's undoubtable that those four women were pretty important as far as uh, examples of strong women in the early eighties. Alrighty then, and uh, yeah, way too soon. All right, so moving on on uh, this past Saturday, they were, they had that uh, Disney Channel Go Fan Fest at Disneyland and over at California Adventure. And I went over there to check that out. But, you know, real quick, before we get to that, uh, you went to the Jurassic Park thing. Yes, I did. So I why actually... don't you talk about that first? Okay. You I, know I'm actually interested because <laughs> this fool decided he was going to send me pictures of food. And I was like, what the hell? Hey, I'm like, it's all fair. He gets to go to, <laughs> he goes to special events and sends pictures of food to me. <laughs> of uh, Even if it's food that we've already seen and had before, I go to a special event. And if they have food that is like, you know, cool and unique. I'm going to send him pictures. Yeah, that's right. Of course, I've been talking about the uh, Jurassic Park uh, 25th anniversary celebration event at Universal Studios for a while now. That was this last Saturday. Was that where everyone found out that they're going to convert the ride to? No, that is not where everybody found out. I, I do think that that was, may have originally been part of the things that they were going to announce. And that somebody... Leaked it. it and it screwed up their plans because then they lick almost the next day after those plans were leaked about Jurassic Park the ride closing, they officially announced about Jurassic Park the ride closing. So I mean, I just for mention, that, just mention that real quick. For that those they, that don't yeah, know, they announced that Jurassic Park the ride at Universal Studios Hollywood will be closing, not in Florida, in uh, I believe stay. September of the September. So in other words, after summer of this year. And will not reopen until sometime in 2019. It is getting a major overhaul. Basically to be Jurassic World. The Basically ride. they're bringing it up to the new 
new technologies, hopefully, and bringing it up to uh, into probably include some Jurassic World, uh, you know, elements to it. My hope is that they're not just going to add screens because that seems to be universal. I know they they do it really well. Don't get me wrong. It's also Disney's MO too. So well, the the I mean, look what they've done with the dark rides. The thing that they've done with Universal, Disney does it more understated. Universal's, all of their new attractions are half real attraction, half. Well, uh, I understand what you're saying about, about Harry Potter. Harry well, Potter the is God, that. The Gringotts ride is like literally half roller coaster, half projection screen. Well, I don't know about Gringotts because that's in Florida. But the, that's but that's the perfect example. Right. And, well, the, the, even the Hogwarts ride, too. Well, the Hogwarts ride and then as well the... Uh, uh, you could say Transformers is like that, but then Transformers is based off of the 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 Spider Man ride from Florida, right? Which is a very old attraction. But it's an awesome one, but it's old. Right. I, well, I wrote it in. You remember when it when it came out? What the Spider Man? Yeah, I wrote it in two thousand one, so okay. it's way I, earlier than that. I wrote it in two thousand three. Okay, so I think ninety nine is when that park opened. Sounds about right. But anyways, getting back to Jurassic Park, yeah, they're gonna close it and reopen it with some elements. I don't think they'll, if they do have some projection, they might, but I don't think it'll be a lot because, I mean, everything's already there. Hopefully, it's just going to be switching out some dinos and and replacing them with dinos that have appeared in the Jurassic World. Uh, They might include some volcano element to uh, go along with the new movie, having the volcano and lava. Do you think instead of a floating Mickey ear hat, maybe they'll have like a rose gold Headband that would be hilarious, <laughs> like a, just a nod to Disney. But you know? uh, I mean, you're definitely going to have some things coming out. I mean, you may have a who knows, they may even change the T Rex. I think the T Rex at the end will stay the T Rex because the T Rex is still iconic and is actually stay pretty and still in the new movies. Well, yeah, so, but it's, a, it's like a more badass T Rex in the new movie. Well, no, right? it's the same T Rex from the very first movie. Hmm. The T Rex that's in the that's in Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2 is the same T-Rex from the very first Jurassic Park movie. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's the same T-Rex. So, I mean, it's no reason to get rid of the T-Rex at the end. But, uh, you know, just different things that they'll probably change. So, and bring it up to date. And then, of course, that stupid Jeep that never worked. Right. I mean, I worked there. And so, fortunately, I had plenty of opportunities to see the Jeep work. But, you know, nine times out of nine people out of ten... If you ask them if they've seen the Jeep work at Jurassic Park, probably have said no. Later. Have you ever seen the Jeep work? Never. I really can't tell you. Wait, tell me what it's supposed to do. I I don't remember what it is. Well, when you come around past after the the Raptor pin and before you go inside where you see the Mickey there on the right, there's the Jeep hanging. Oh, and then it goes like this and goes down. Yeah, it's supposed to fall down and and come down and splash you. I've seen it work. I've seen it work, yeah. Yeah, most people have seen it work maybe. But then again, I was on that ride when it was new. Right. So it worked in the beginning. Right. Well, I mean, just uh, two years ago, they fixed it again, and then it broke again, and now it (laughs) still doesn't work again. So, but uh, anyways, getting back to the event. Yeah, so that was announced, and I think that that was originally supposed to be so we got there. It was cool. We got there. We started with... I had actually heard, not until later, I heard that the Friday event actually was uh, was a fiasco, that they weren't organized. You that were, I don't oh, know. You went Saturday. I, I thought went you Saturday. were going Friday. No, I, I had mentioned that I wish I had gone Friday because then I, we could have went Saturday, uh, Saturday 
to Disneyland for the Disney Channel thing. But uh, now I'm glad I didn't go Friday. I actually wish I would have. We would have gone Sunday now, and I'll get to that in a in a in a minute. Uh, so we saw the movie. They showed the first like ten minutes of Jurassic World two before they showed us Jurassic Park. It was a little. They had a special video from uh, from the actual director of Jurassic World two, and then he said, and he says, "Oh, here's the first blah 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 minutes of basically it's the whole beginning. It's the first beginning. It's the beginning of the movie." And it was like really cool. I'm like, oh, this is neat. That's something exclusive. Because we're like, oh, oh, they're like, no filming, no filming. I'm like, oh, yeah, so somebody's really going to film a 25-year-old movie. But then, you know, we get in there and they had that. So that was kind of cool. Definitely the beginning of the movie looked amazing. So I have high hopes for the Jurassic World 2 to be pretty good. I'm sure. I mean, none of those movies are bad. Yeah, well, well, I don't know. Jurassic Dur- Park 3 wasn't great. Jurassic Park 2, was the ending was bad with San Diego. Yeah. But, uh... Well, that's what they're supposed to be leaving the island, and that's kind of what I'm a little bit... I know, me excited too. about. It's like, you know, they're no longer contained on an island. This could get bad. I know, I just don't want it to be a repeat of San Diego at the end of Jurassic Park 2. Oh, right. But, uh... So after that, we go into the park. We go down uh, by 9 o'clock... They have gotten everybody out of there, so it's just the exclusive people downstairs uh, in the uh, studio center, you know, where Jurassic Park and the Mummy and all that crap is. Mm. We're, so we're down there. It's just us. They have a they have a stage set up. It's really cool. Uh, they didn't have any special lights. I didn't take any pictures. Oh. They it was, it was all just run-of-the-mill shit. <laughs> so I didn't see anything special, so I didn't take I was like, okay. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're going to have a DJ, a DJ in between stuff. I'm like, ugh. Stupid stuff. Your favorite. It's like they're not even playing. If like if you're gonna have a DJ say, "Hey, let's play some music from 1993." No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you no. think that somebody if they were getting of course high- we get Uptown Funk, yeah, no. which is fine, but, yeah, but you know, I, I but know you'd think that if they're gonna hire a DJ to DJ specifically at the anniversary party for Jurassic Park, that somebody would like remix the track. I mean, these kids now do remixes on the fly. You think I know, they, they hire somebody Michael. just to go. <laughs> that I mean, you say that almost as a joke, but somebody that could just figure out how to mix the, you know, in, into like a beat, and then everybody would go nuts. They'd think it's awesome. But right, I agree. But so, then the, so you many know, the people that are there that are not the kind of people that really care about the kind of music this guy's playing. They there are people that would rather be hearing music from 1993. Right. So it's like, I mean, I, I wanted to hear some Ace of Bass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He saw the sign. Uptown exactly. Punk, give it to you. Yeah, I mean that was fine, but you know, I mean, you hear that everywhere, so it's like you expect to hear it almost nowadays. But uh, it was cool. They had some extra photo ops set up. They had the food. So let me get to the food real fast. We go ahead and go into the the food. We know that they're gonna have themed food. We don't really know what it is. So we go in there and I see people walking down. They got this little this little uh, dome, this little uh, round globe, clear globe. With something in it. And I'm like thinking, okay, maybe it's a dessert or something. Maybe it's supposed to look like the gyrosphere from Jurassic World or something like that. But then I realized, no, it's supposed to be like inside of an incubator. And it's an egg sitting on grass. That's cool. And um, I'm like, oh, cool. That's a neat, uh, you know, Jurassic-themed uh, dessert. And, it, and I'm like, okay, well, as long as it's exclusive. So I get it. Not exclusive. 
No, it was exclusive. Oh, it was exclusive. exclusive just for the event. So what is it? It's a parfait with what's on the It's top. not really even a parfait. It's just like the bottom is like nothing but nothing but chocolate mousse. It was like I almost wanted it to be a far parfait because that mousse, I started getting in there, it's way too much. It's just like all mousse. The egg itself was like a hard, almost like candy shell, white chocolate, brown covered brownie was what the egg was. And but I mean those just it was just way too much mousse. I could have used with like a layer of some uh some raspberry or Ooh, or uh, or some uh, cake or something under there to so it wasn't all just mousse, but I mean it was good. I mean there was so much mousse that we ended up bringing it home. And then the other main, they had a couple cookies which are nothing really to report about. But the other main dessert that they had was an ambered. That's crazy looking. Yeah. Oh, he was. I didn't know you. I didn't remember if I sent you a picture yeah. of that one. I was literally just thinking that would be super cool if they did yeah. amber. The flavor on it was kind of blah. It was. Eh. What was it? It was supposed to be amber flavored. Was it, it was jello. It was more of like a. The guy described it as a passion fruit. But it's jello. But yeah, it's yeah. jello. I tried it. I didn't like it. What was Rebecca the thing ate all of it? I I you know I forgot to ask her what the thing inside was. I don't know if it was just like a drop of uh, some sort of. You know what? I don't even know. I don't even know what the inside thing was, but it's it was amber. It looked like it was supposed to look like the the mosquito in the amber. It was really cool. Uh, they had a couple cool, that's cool themed cookies. One with the Jurassic Park logo, and the other one. Can I say that one of my favorite looked mashup, like a uh, looked like a skeleton, like a fossil. One of my favorite mashup images ever is Rex as the Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. You've seen that? Maybe, probably. I had I had one on a button at one point that I think I made or somebody had made. And it's it's Rex, but his silhouette instead of the Jurassic Park. It's just I, I love mashups. And then the like uh, exclusive entree for like actual food <clears throat> was a Jurassic beef ribs and homemade barbecue sauce with mac and cheese and fresh steamed and buttered broccoli. That sounds good. Let's see the picture. Oh, it was. You got dinner and the desserts and all this as part of your hundred bucks? No, no, no. We had to buy that stuff. Oh, okay. No, no. Oh, we didn't pay a hundred dollars. We only paid sixty nine. Well, okay. remember it was, Disneyland. That's better. Yeah, this ain't Disneyland. Yeah. So the the ribs were really good. I should I should send you a picture of the ribs, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. The ribs were really good. There were beef ribs. I thought the price was really good. I mean, you get two big old huge beef ribs and then two sides, uh, eighteen dollars. I thought it was a pretty good price. But it was, uh, yeah, it was really good. I don't know if you probably wouldn't have liked the sauce, but the meat itself you would have probably liked. I don't know if you like beef ribs. I've never really eaten ribs, so. I mean, you, I'm sure you would eat the meat. It's just all the work to get the meat. You're probably not <laughs> uh, probably a fan of. <laughs> all the work. Well, I, if I don't have to kill the cow, it's not that much work, right? I was just talking about like having to eat it off the bone oh, yeah. and all that stuff. You know, yeah. beef ribs are a pain in the ass to eat, yeah. but. You know, these were really good. Like I said, the flavor was good. The macaroni and cheese actually felt... I think there was some sort of uh, premium cheese in there. It definitely had more of a gourmet taste to it. And, oh, the the, the broccolis was surprisingly amazing. So, that was cool. Uh, then the uh, they had a filmmaker panel. 
there was actually they had three different lineups each night or they had uh, a different lineup each night the first night I, you know i don't remember who was there but uh it wasn't anybody as big because then supposedly what rebecca heard as we were passing a cast member is that a cast member said that we were supposed to have gotten spielberg on himself on saturday oh really but he had to cancel so who we did have well that was scheduled was gary marshall the producer oh wow yeah bill tippett the uh the puppeteer oh who's done everything and then the actual uh Technical advisor, the paleontologist Jack Horner, was there. And then the person they got to replace Spielberg is Laura Dern. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, like so Laura we got Dern. Laura Dern, which was cool because she, she was telling a bunch of good stories. Well, everybody was telling good stories. And it was awesome. Uh, I just want to say real quick that I mentioned earlier that I would rather, rather have gone, gone Sunday. No offense to Laura Dern, but they got Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Um, if you'd had Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum oh. together, that would have just been like, you know. All I know is I feel sorry for Friday because they didn't get nobody good like that. All right, so real quick. Oh, and it was also all this was all uh, each one of them was moderated by, uh, uh by Colin Trevorrow, the director of the first Jurassic World and former Star Wars, right? <laughs> episode nine director. I was going to ask you real quick. Uh, how was the the like the crowd? The crowds was like nothing. I mean, there was like they had this stage set up, and the crowd was like, like out, like maybe the crowd was as deep as this room. But I was able. There was like a crowd out here, and we were back here. And then all of a sudden, I realized, okay, I skirted around to the left side of the crowd, and I was able to get real close. I mean, look, that's how close I got. Oh, okay. Wow, that is close. So I mean. It was really, really like a small crowd. Like I, I mean, I'm not good with numbers with a big crowd like that, but it, it definitely was nothing like whatever a Disney event would be. Yeah, I, I was mean, wondering about the size of was, the event. Was it? It was. I mean, yeah, because you had to figure at least probably seventy five percent of the people that were there were there for the panel watching. I mean, there might have been still people uh, on the ride or doing other stuff, but I mean. Yeah, no, it was super small. I mean, I, we're talking hundreds. I mean, cool. I don't even know if there was a thousand people there. I mean, there could have been, but I don't know where they were. <laughs> <laughs> they got eaten by dinosaurs. I don't know. It just seemed really, really small crowd. It was great. I, I thought it was awesome. They had a lot of cool signs set up for uh, different things that were like the signs from the park. Oh, cool. That's cool stuff. Yeah, and then they had a whole, in the end, the very back of the Jurassic Park ride queue, they had a whole, uh, they had a whole, like, museum archive set up with a bunch of props and models and to me, photos and stuff like that. What makes that, oh, look at that phone, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what makes this neat to me is that the new, the original Jurassic Park, as well as the new one, are basically based on theme parks, and this right. is happening at a theme park. Right. That's what makes it cool to me. It's like double theme park nuance, you know? Right. So they had a lot of cool costumes and, and uh, like I said, storyboards and all kinds of cool stuff. So I, it was really cool. I liked it. They had a lot of cool stuff. Also, at the uh, over at the when the theater... Because they had the complete, the theater was completely shut down while they did the screenings for Jurassic Park. 
So there wasn't even any, anybody else coming in. It was just the people watching the Jurassic Park trainings. And they had uh, some props set up in there, too. So they had a lot of the big old props section. And then after the, the props and the archive section, uh, they had a whole other section with a bunch of like uh, multimedia. Like they had Mondo and and uh, Mattel and like they were they were where you could play get the games and stuff because like the they have that game coming up evolution which is the one where you could build jurassic park oh cool. it's like that one that they had on the computer in the ps2 i think way back in the day called hmm. genesis interesting and um that was really cool they had some more they had some more uh photo ops in the back there with a jeep and a, one of the gyrospheres and stuff like that it was pretty awesome. I mean, I I had a great time. I mean, it was one one hundred percent worth the sixty nine dollars. I mean, even if I did have to, I mean, the only other ex- expense I had was to pay for parking. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that I had to pay for that I wouldn't have had to pay for if I had gone to a Disneyland event. But to me, this, I mean, I haven't gone to one of the two Disneyland events, but I mean, you've gone. But I would say that there's no way that this wasn't well more worth the sixty nine dollars than any of the Disneyland events that have been $99. Well, yeah, the ones so far. I mean, what, is, what has there been? There's been the well, electrical there's the throwback. Parade. Oh, well, I'm talking, well, yeah, if you want to include all of those, too. Yeah. We we did the, we've talked about it here, I think, before. This, we did the, right, the Tower, Tower of Terror, of terror good, goodbye. Yeah, the goodbye one. Because that's always been Britney's favorite attraction, and we did it as, like, part of her Christmas present since it was closing a few days after. Um. Anthony's showing a picture of one of the pterodactyls and making a pterodactyl sound. Yeah, so anyways, I thought it was great. I I mean, you know, you, to me, Universal is just kind of like... <laughs> me and Universal have a special relationship because I spent five years working there. This is actually... This year is the first year in ever since, since uh, December of 97 where I haven't had some sort of connection... Oh, right, of getting right, into right, Universal right. because I've always known somebody who worked there. Right. And I mean, all the people that are that I've known are gone now. So Bye. I mean, and I didn't expect to go back there. So it was kind of, you know, plus to be able to go back there. And uh, the, the the rides on the lower lot were open, but we didn't go on Jurassic Park. I'm like, I don't really need to say goodbye to Jurassic Park. Plus, it was pretty cold, mm-hmm. but we did go on Transformers just because, you, you know, there was it was cool to go on Transformers and just walk right on the ride. Did you do the mummy? I like the mummy. No, I don't. I like that ride. It's all right. The mummy in Florida is even better too. It's similar, but just a little bit like more intense. Cool. Well, like I said on Saturday, I was at Disneyland for the Disney Channel Go Fan Fest. My plan was to get there at rope drop. You're a rope drop. I tried to drop the rope, but um, not early enough. Apparently, not early enough. Exactly. I can tell you for a fact that I was in. Toy Story parking lot at 8.30. Wow. Exactly. Wow. I only got about two hours and 15 minutes of sleep. I woke up. I got ready, and I took off. I got in the parking lot at 8.30. I, the bus, the line for the bus really wasn't that bad. I, I got in line. One bus loaded, and then I had to wait for the other bus, and then I got on that bus. So it wasn't really that bad until you got out over there. For to get your bag checked, and that those lines were long. They were all open, but everybody was there trying to get in. So that took up all the time. By the time I actually got through uh, security, 
and got into uh, California Adventure. It was already 9.20. So 20 minutes waiting to get through security. And I head over to get my wristband so I can do the meet and greet. And they only had two meet and greets available. One was Raven's Home. And the other one was uh, Bizarre Vark and um, something else. It was never both together. So the thing that you gave up all the sleep for was already done by the time. Yes. I was trying to get the meet and greet for uh, DuckTales. And those wristbands were already gone. Did you go line up anyway to try to get one of the, you know, we didn't show up spots? Or the person didn't show up spots? I don't think they do that. I don't even think they even Because I don't know. I, I went up there and I was like, okay, I can do uh, Raven's Home or... Bizarre Vark and the other one, I forgot what the other one was because that's the one I was going to. But anyway, and when I walked up to that person, she said, oh, you're my last one. Well, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then I uh, found out that that meet and greet was at 2 o'clock. Which was the same time as the DuckTales, DuckTales Live panel. panel. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that one. But... um. So I'm guessing that they only uh, had spaces for 70 people for the meet and greet. Wow. Each? Because, each. Because... That's a lot. I think that's a, that's a lot. Too. Yeah, because I, like you said, I said, she said I was the last one, and I noticed my wristband had 70 on it. Hmm. Oh. So I'm guessing they only had 70 for each meet and greet. That seems like a lot. It seems like it would take a long time to get through 70 people. Well, probably. No. Well. I mean, I think so, because... Seventies of people is a lot of people. Well, you got to keep in mind most of them are. I was expecting it to be no more than thirty. Actually, well, if you think about it, seventy people really is thirty people because they they're all in groups of two or three, and then they eh, maybe. I mean, if they're in a group, if if each one is in a group of two, then that's right. 30, that's thirty five photos, and that could only take about thirty five, maybe forty yeah, minutes. Maybe, maybe. So the you missed the 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 meet and greet, but what you didn't miss was the panel. Yes. And that's what I'm excited to hear about. Well, we're not gonna hear about that yet. Because okay. after Damn. I went to get the wristband and I went over to uh Disneyland and I was getting ready for the the little cavalcade they had. The what? The little parade. Oh. So they had a little cavalcade of all the Disney stars and um of course the very first one to come out was Mickey Mouse, yay! Because well, he's the biggest Disney Which Channel star he there in? is. He's in the um, playing crazy, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he got, he came out. They had you know just uh, the the Main Street vehicles come out. Uh, he was in a special vehicle, of course. This is one that doesn't go through the parks that you can ride or anything. And then behind him was uh, the fire engine with um, launch pad and Scrooge. Let's see Launchpad. They were on there, and then the cast of uh, Raven's Home was on there as well. And then, you know, just... If I was a Disney Channel star, I would be bummed to be outshined by all these costume characters. <laughs> you know, they had these dancers out there dancing and stuff like that. And later on, these uh, these uh, dancers were over at DCA with their little flags and talking to guests and things like that. But, uh, yeah, during the parade, they had, of course, a double-decker bus. They had, oh, a bunked. That's the other one, bunked. That's why I was going to bunked. And uh, they also was so that meet and greet was bunked and Bizarre Vark at the same time. Because they both start with B? Yes, yes, yes. Alphabetical order. So, yeah, the cast of, uh, some of the cast of Bunk and Bizarre Vark were on the the bus, the omnibus. And then you had uh, Andy Mac came out to 
and then uh, Stuck in the Middle, and um, they had the Zombies and Freaky Friday cast. I guess I think it was one person from each uh, of those. And then the very last float, well, not float, but the very last vehicle was the cast of DuckTales. Woo! Yes. So it was pretty cool. You guys can go over to our Facebook page, and you can check out all those pictures I posted from that. Uh, I was over by It's a Small World. I think that's a very good viewing area. Uh, well, just, for that, yeah. yeah, for something like that. So I got pictures from there. And then, yeah, I just roamed around the parks until the DuckTales panel, which was at 2 o'clock. And uh, when I got my wrist, or not wristband, I went over to uh, Stage 17 to find out how this is going to work, how you line up, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, um, the cast member, you had know. Had no information. Well, she had information, but it's not what she told me when I got there because... She said that they weren't going to allow people to line up until an hour before the event. So basically, one o'clock, you can come and line up. No, they were already lined up before then. Of course. Because I went over there and they already had a pre line over at the Suncase Theater or Soulcase, Sunset, whatever, Mumpus Theater. So they, it's a shortened version. Yeah. They had uh, a, a, a queue line waiting over there to actually get into the queue line. So they had a pre-queue line for the queue line. So how long before they started pre-queuing did you ask about when you could queue up? Right there, was, it was like 9.30 when I asked them. And what time can you line up? And, then, and maybe it'll around 11, they started letting people line up. Maybe, I don't know, because I got over there after probably about little after 1230 or something like that. And there was already people waiting in that pre-queue line. I mean, so. especially being you weren't with anyone else at the no. time. If I was there and I wasn't with anybody else, I would basically have to insist that they let me, that they let me uh, be in that line or make sure I'm one of those people. Because if they essentially told you to go away, but then at some point decided to let other people do what they told you, you weren't allowed to, and you missed out on it because of that. Oh, that just gets me. Like I said last week, sounds like a con. <laughs> so anyway, I got in line. You know, as soon as I found out that everyone was already, you know, lighting up, lining up for that, I, you know, went and I got in line and, you know, waited until we were able to get in. As long as you got in. Right? And I, I actually liked the way they did this. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, come in and grab a seat, it was actually come in and you're going to sit where we tell you to sit, you know, which is the way it should be done anyway. So, you know, it wasn't like going Move down in. to the end of every row. Right? Well, they tell you yeah. there's, there's basically 10 seats in a row and they're telling you come down this and they tell you sit right here. So I sat down, I was in the sixth row, so not bad. And, um, he texted me and he was like, the Eagle has landed. It's happening. All right. So, yeah, I got in there, sat down, and, of course, you know, they have someone who comes out and starts talking to the crowd, get the crowd going, and they play the theme song and tell everyone to sing, blah, 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 blah. They bring out another guy who's going to be the, what do you call that guy? The announcer? Well, the host. What did you call him earlier? Host? The moderator? Yes, the moderator guy. He came out and uh, introduced the cast of DuckTales. And they all came out. Yeah, I guess he's some uh, voice 
Oh, the voice uh, coordinator or voice. Well, he's a voice cast- actor, but yeah, yeah, he's the casting person also. Yeah, for the show. Yeah, because uh, Rebecca had told me his name, and then she looked him up and was telling me a bunch of stuff. But it was like all stuff that I was like, eh, he's uh, he's basically nobody. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he came out. Like I said, introduced the cast. They came out and everything. And they uh, actually did the live reading. We were talking about how they were going to do a live reading. And they did one of the episodes. Now, I don't... Did you watch the panel? No, I haven't watched it yet. I have the uh, video of it. Okay. But I do know that it was... It's not... It was a. Uh, it was written specifically for that. For from what I hear. For Fan Fest? Yes. Because they did... They, I believe they said it was supposed to be an upcoming episode or something. But I think that they've decided to use it just for that or okay. something. I'm not sure. We'll have to keep an eye out if that seems familiar in an upcoming episode right. or not. It may, they may rewrite it to make it slightly different. Yeah. I do know uh, that the, uh, the name of the, the uh, writer who wrote the uh, episode or the script that you watched was uh, Colleen Evanson, who is one of the, the, the writers on the show. So anyway, the episode was about Scrooge's birthday. And um, it was really cool. It was funny. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. I mean, being at, you know, Anthony and I, we went to go see Casey Undercover do a run-through before they actually filmed the episode. So being there and watching them, you know, do do that was really cool. But it was just it's, it's a little different because, you know, it was basically the same. The moderator is telling us, setting up the scene. Just like when we were there at Casey Undercover, the director was setting up the scene and action and they go. So same thing, but just a little different because, you know, the, the cast of DuckTales is funny. And they just kept, you know, doing things or saying stuff and then just cracking up. Uh, one of the uh, actors had a um, keytar that had different sound effects on there. And he just kept pressing the sound uh, effects saying happy birthday he just kept pressing it over and over so basically he was supposed to press it once get the little laugh he just kept pressing it over and over and over and the actors are trying to do their lines and they, they're just making him laugh or they're laughing because of what he's doing and then I don't know it was just really cool if you guys uh, want to check it out uh, go to uh, Facebook and go to Disney Channel Facebook page and they have all the panels on that page so you can check those out I if you guys are uh, Fans of DuckTales and um, really love the show. You will really enjoy that. I had a great time. I thought it was awesome. According to a tweet from another one of the writers, Madison Bateman, she said, today's table read of DuckTales, blah, blah, blah. Thanks to all the fans, our talented actors, and the she thanks the the other person who I said wrote the script. She said, she wrote re- the, that she rewrote the script innumerable, ti- innumerable times for the event. And, but then she closes the tweet by saying, can't wait for you to see the actual episode. Okay, then. So, so cool. it will most likely be then. That means it's an actual episode that's coming up. <laughs> but it, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some dialogue that gets rewritten. But since it was just like kind of like a small, only you guys saw. Right. Well, even though it was live stream, it was streamed and you can still watch it now. But, yeah. you know, I mean... Yeah, I'm sure there's some jokes that'll probably be rewritten. Right, but other right. than that, yeah, it was just one scene for. I mean, does it seem like it was a whole episode? Yes, or? it did. It did. Okay, so like it was a whole, a whole like 22 minutes. Yeah, it seemed okay, like it was yeah, a whole so episode. Okay, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, 
David Tennant as Scrooge is awesome. Just as just, uh, I mean, you know, I, I've seen DuckTales and you hear Scrooge and you're like, okay, whatever, Scrooge, you know. But to see him actually do the voice, you're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And he also did uh, Gumgold's voice because they had a scene where uh, he came out. And um, that was really cool. Uh, yeah, David Tennant made sure to note that he's the first Scott ever to voice Glumgold. Right. So I mean, it was awesome. It was cool. I would love to see more of that. I would love to see Disney to do more of that. You know, do a live read of, you know, any other other animated show. That would be pretty cool. Because they, they did say this is our first, you know, fan fest. They've been advertising that. Like on uh, Disney Park blog I came out or something. Our very first fan fest, whatever. And uh, if they were to go and decide, you know what, let's do it again next year and, you know, I don't know, do another live, you know, reading from They another... have enough shows where they can almost do something like this and almost do it like a Star Wars Weekends. Yes. Where they have multiple weekends, where they have do multiple shows over multiple weekends. I mean, they have enough shows. They can even go back and bring back some uh, older shows like Gravity Falls well, I was thinking or like, Phineas yeah, and Ferb. Yes, Curve, that's what I was thinking about that too. Or you have upcoming shows like, I mean, I know that, that they've already done the the, the pilot, but the uh, the Big Hero 6 show coming up. Don't they do this stuff at uh, cons too? Yeah, this is the kind of thing that you yeah. usually see only at cons. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never been to those, but yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool to... If Disney says, you know, decides, you know what, we're going to do this again, and they bring other animated shows and so people can see, you know, stuff like that. I think it'd be, you know, great. I saw the panel for um, Stuck in the Middle and um, Andy Mack. I saw that on uh, on the Disney Channel uh, Facebook page. I thought that was pretty cool, basically just talking to the actors and, um, you know, they're talking about the shows, talking about how they portray their characters. I, I mean, stuff like that is pretty cool. You've seen that before done, you know, it's, I, I, I think the live reading is, is more interesting than watching the panel of these actors talk about the shows. I mean, usually that's what you get at most panels at a con is just the actors up there. And then yeah. usually they'll talk about things, but then usually they'll open it up for sometimes for audiences. Yeah. Audience questions. They had questions already uh, given to them. Oh, okay. So they, the moderators, there was two. Well, that makes it go faster. Yeah, Because yeah. once you open it up to the crowd... Unless you have somebody that's monitoring questions and you end up with questions that you can't really do that, especially then because you're going to end up with inevitably somebody's going to get up and want to talk about Doctor Who. Right. So, <laughs> right. but I was talking about the um, Andy Mac one. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. They, they had a request. Well, I meant just in, oh, yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, I was talking about just in general as far as question and answers. I know that yeah, with the DuckTales, they were doing the live thing, so yeah. they wouldn't have done a question and answer anyways because that took up the whole time. But, um, yeah, it's the different formats. But, yeah, it's definitely more interesting to see the live read. Uh, especially, I mean, unless you're super, like, invested in a show and you like hearing the behind-the-scenes type stories, those are the kind of things that usually you get a lot of times in, in con panels. But, uh, I mean, where they, they weren't really doing anything like that, talking behind-the-scenes type stuff. No. So that's usually what I like to hear is behind-the-scenes stories and yeah. things like that. Well, like, on the... Like, oh, remember on the one episode, blah, 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 this happened? You know, things like that. Yeah, on the Eddie Mac panel and uh, Stuck in the Middle, they were just asking basic questions. Who's the prankster, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, see, that's boring. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just, who cares, you know? Give me something interesting. But, um, I mean, of course, they asked, you know, for Andy Mac, is there any new couples going to 
come in the next season. Da, 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 da. And then, of course, like, well, we don't want to give things away. But, yeah, I mean, you know, if you guys want to watch that, go over, to, like I said, to the Facebook page. See, the Andy Mack one is the one that I would have wanted to get, wanted to ask a question because that's the kind of one that you want the person to get up there and be able to ask, you know, the hard questions like what's you know what's it like having the the you know the gay relationship on the show and yeah, things there like was no question they don't want it they don't want people asking those questions in the middle of disneyland no see that's the problem with having something like that is that right. that's the kind of situation you want those kind of questions but they don't want those questions because of the, where you where you are see it, it puts a crutch on the kind of questions you can ask at that kind of con type panel when you can't ask real good questions, so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of dumb. Well, you know, because you know, then you're, then you're skirting around best. the real the real issues of the show. I think Disney does their best to to push the progressive uh, agenda, so to speak, and allowing for that type of stuff to exist in cartoons and children's shows is and enough. So on. That we yeah, we. Don't I'm not saying think. it's enough. I'm saying that you know a lot of people disagree with that completely well, of but as much they as do. they love disney they just can't get past i mean even that. though there's not really 1 million moms they're still out there <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time i don't think they want to talk about how they're doing that no they just want to do it and let it be what it is but they don't want to have like a, a well disney full, doesn't want to talk well, about disney it. doesn't yeah. want to have a full on discussion about why they're doing it or right. what they're doing i'm sure view the, is. i'm sure the cast would be more than happy to talk about it cuz i'm sure that they've been asked I mean, I'm sure they've been asked by media. They, I think but, they just don't want to touch on it. Disney, we, we are doing right. this because it represents families in today's world that are fans of our of our media, and we want to rep, we want our media to represent the fans of right. the media, and they just leave it at that. They're not saying it's okay, it's not okay, they're just, this represents who our people are. Now I have a question, did you have to leave after the DuckTales panel and get back in line for Andy Mac, or how did that work? Did they empty the room after each panel, or... Because DuckTales was the first panel, right? Woo. All right, so yeah, uh, Andy Mac was at 3 o'clock, DuckTales was at 2. I didn't stay for Andy Mac because I had to go do... Oh, my... you watched it on the thing, on your yeah, phone. Yeah, I watched it later. Oh, I don't know why I, I... Okay, I think you did say that, but then yeah. for some reason I placed you in the room all of a sudden. Yeah. No, I, I did. I, did, I, I would have... I wanted to stay, but I had to go do my shot. Oh. I had to eat, and it was already late. So. Well, so but then my question though, did they end? Did yeah, they, yeah, they emptied the room, so they did make everybody leave. Yeah, and then there was already another line waiting yeah. for Andy but Mac. You, you could have went right into the line because oh, there wasn't that many. No, because when I walked out, people were walking into the line. The same with Ducktales, because even though you know when we were, when I was um going into uh, stage uh, seventeen, I saw just regular people walking up into the line. So okay, that's I cool. I think there was enough room for Ducktales too, but yeah, I couldn't stay. I, I wanted to, but I had to go and uh, do my shot and then eat. But it's a good thing, like I said, I was able to be at home and watch it on uh, my phone. But I just want to say I think the the event was awesome, and uh, Disney should do more of these, like I said, and do more of a live reading of other. They, they seem shows. to, despite you know, kind of crapping on the pass holders. They do seem to want to bring more events to DCA. Yeah. I mean, you got the food and wine, you got the festival of Christmas, festival of holidays, festival of fatness. You got the, uh, you got, uh, Viva Navidad. You've got uh, lunar new year, which has been expanded. 
uh, you got this now, which which maybe it might be a, a recurring thing. You got all these different uh, festivals, events, kind of things going on at DCA that they're they're making an effort to create more and more things to do at DCA. Whereas you know people always complain that there's nothing to do at DCA, even though that's complete bullcrap because there's plenty of rides. I mean, you can spend half the day staying in line for rate for Radiator Springs, obviously. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so it's like, it's nice that they're bringing in things, but I hope that it's, I hope that it is something they decide to bring back and not like some things where they just abandon it after one time. And I hope it'll be more like, uh, you know, maybe they'll add some, I don't, they don't need to add any food, but I mean, well, I think it doesn't hurt to add food. Yeah. But I think it'd also be better if they added more to it, you know? Well, make them, like I said, make them like a Star Wars weekends thing. Maybe yeah. like multiple weekends or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, because then you will have um, that just gives them more opportunity to make more money. Well, know? yeah, exactly. More people, oh, I want to go to this. I want to go and stuff like that. But I thought it was cool and hopefully they will um, bring it back and do it uh, again and have uh, more activities you can do and maybe um, more table readings. That'd be pretty tight. But uh, speaking of DuckTales... Speaking of DuckTales, Blather and Blatherskite. Hey, don't call me that. Oh, sorry. I thought this was a family program. <laughs> oh. That's a secret code word. It's yeah, like Shazam. So, yes, kind of. So, yeah, DuckTales. Speaking of DuckTales. We started off our evening by. We watched DuckTales before together. this because I wanted to make sure that everybody had seen it. I was a little upset we all didn't hold hands, but. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I wanted to make sure that they all saw it because there was a very big spoiler at the beginning. That was a huge, huge surprise. And that is the return of Darkwing Duck. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> but we got dangerous. Spoil- spoiler alert. We're not going to hold back on this one like we did with the Avengers. But, well, no, that's uh, different. It's a TV show. They bring Darkwing Duck into the show, but only in the way that one of the kids is watching the Darkwing Duck show. Right. So it's a TV show that exists in the Duckverse. It's a TV show that's introduced as a favorite of Launchpads, which of course is fitting because he was in Darkwing Duck. Right. And it's introduced as a plot point, basically, to to introduce the Darkwing or uh, Launchpads frame of mind, so to speak, going into this episode. But I do believe that this is not, I do believe this is not the last we're going to see of Darkwing Duck. Of course not. It's we'll either cow. see, they, they they made a point to call out the actual name of the in-world actor who plays Darkwing Duck. So, either we're going to end up seeing him somehow, or I still say that depending on the reaction, there's still possibility that we may get a actual Darkwing Duck reboot at some point. I've been thinking about be this amazing. since we watched, about an hour or so ago. My thinking is that they're going to do one of two things. They'll either introduce Darkwing in the way that it's like this, maybe the washed up actor is trying to be Darkwing in the current Duckverse, or they'll do a a la Goldberg, gold, the Goldbergs situation where they go back to the 80s and the show will consist of that actor making the show and maybe being Darkwing in real life at the same time, but in a throwback version of the Duckverse. I don't know. Diggs keeps laughing every time I say Duckverse, but how else would you describe it, right? It's the Duckverse. 
Well, now that now that you have put Darkwing into the Duck Ducktales universe, just say Duckverse. Yes, Duckverse. Then yes, now they are officially. But um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, it kind of reminds me of I don't know if either of you guys remember, but there was an episode of Batman animated series called uh, Legend of the Great Ghost, I believe, or something like that. I've seen it. And uh, Bruce Wayne had this old like a uh, serial uh it was a you know movie serial about uh, a character called the gray ghost which was very much like a cross between batman and the shadow or uh something like that uh not the shadow the you know the guy that talks like uh, solomon name? grundy no, no solomon grundy the alec baldwin played him in the movie nonetheless Anyways, well, like those radio shows and stuff. Anyways, in in, in the original, in that episode, the Grey Ghost, somehow uh, the Batman has to help the actor who was the Grey Ghost because he's been accused of something. It's been a really long time since I've seen the episode. I need to watch it again. Somebody who has seen the episode is probably like, no, you're stupid. That's not how it goes. But the actor who was the Grey Ghost was uh, voiced by uh, Adam West in the episode, and that was really cool. Well, that's a nod of the hat. Right, so uh, I keep thinking of something like that where maybe something's going to happen and you know they're going to have to help the actor who played Darkwing or something like that. Uh, I do have a little quick clip here of, of course, uh, in case, you know, if you didn't figure the original voice of Darkwing Duck, Jim Cummings, did re- return to voice Darkwing Duck and the, uh, the people who work on, or to work on uh, DuckTales and the people that work on DuckTales were, let's, you know, uh, they were very giddy to have him in the uh, recording studio and uh, have him, you know, doing his, his thing. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the licorice jelly bean in the candy dish of crime. I am Duckwing Duck. And I've got to get a shorter intro. <laughs> let's get dangerous. Oh, too dangerous! Too dangerous! <laughs> Let's get dangerous. Cool. I like it. So that was real exciting. And then, of course, not to put it short, but we all get spoiled with Darkwing Duck at the beginning. <laughs> I know. Huh? And then Lin-Manuel Miranda. Is Gizmo Duck. Which, of course, we don't even, he doesn't even get, he doesn't even get named until like three quarters of the way through the episode. Then he finally says what his name is. You know, Fenton Crackshell Cabrera, because, of course, he is now Puerto Rican duck. Fenton Crackshell, Puerto Rican duck. <laughs> so his his last name is now <laughs> Fenton Crackshell Cabrera. Yeah. And he is a kind of a uh, brownish duck. <laughs> he is. He's not a white duck, that's for sure. He's definitely not a white duck. I actually don't remember what the original Fenton Crackshell looked like. I'll have to do some research. I don't, I'll have to look at a picture of him from the original DuckTales and see if he was brown or if they did change that... Uh, like they changed the name, but yeah, Lynn Mel- well, Miranda was great as Gizmo Duck slash Fenton Crackshell Cabrera. And then we determined that Gizmo Duck is essentially a cross between Iron Man and and uh, Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, yeah, <laughs> which is which is what he's always been. So, but it was done really well. It was done really well. They did it. It he's credited as being both voices, so he was doing two completely different voices. He was doing more of a mild mannered voice for Fenton Crackshell Cabrera and then he was doing a very 
heroic voice for Gizmo Duck. Now I thought that the Gizmo. Well, you're talking about the suit voice. Yeah, the suit voice. I thought that the suit voice sounded like a deep robot voice. Right. But they didn't credit Gizmo Duck as being a different voice. Oh. Lin Manuel Miranda gets the credit for being both voices, so I have to assume that the robotic deeper voice is definitely him just being a little bit more like this. Yeah. Woohoo. So I thought it was a great episode. It's actually probably, I mean, there's been a lot of really great episodes on the new DuckTales. A couple that fell flat, but most of them I mean, really they're good. fine. You know, you can't have every episode. You can't hit every episode out of the park. I think with that cast, you could. I mean, you could, but I mean, it's just, you have, if you want to tell good stories, decent stories over multiple seasons, hopefully, you have to, you know, do things and be creative sometimes so that way you don't run out of ideas otherwise you become the simpsons <laughs> the simpsons and then you just have to you know consistently recycle writers but i mean i'm the writing staff at ducktail seems to be doing a doing a crack up job <laughs> so i'm enjoying it if you guys aren't watching ducktails well, what the hell are you doing hell's wrong with you yeah so you suck. not watching ducktails man anthony's mad yeah Anyway, so yeah, Anthony's uh, having a little rant over there about uh, people not watching DuckTales. But um, what about this rant over here, Anthony? About no. the Pixar Pier premiere. $300. Yes. What? So I was, I think that they're just testing the water. All right. Basically, before we before we start with that, let's talk about the. Let's, yeah. Give us the particulars. The particulars are. The, I like how the way. Hold on. I just really want to say real quick that so many people, so many people were like. Where do you keep finding that price? It took me all of like two clicks to find the price. Once they posted it and didn't put the price, I'm like, here, let me click here. I don't think it's not here. Okay, I'm going to click here. Oh, there's the price. It took me all of two clicks to find the price. There seems to be everybody and their mother on Facebook. How did you you find the price? I couldn't find the price. Well, click buttons. That's what they're there for. So this event is for the so-called premiere of Pixar Pier, which will happen on June 22nd. Of course, the day before it officially opens on the 23rd. Uh, Thursday, right? Or is it a Friday? I think it's a Friday. Okay, so the opening was on a, is on a Saturday. Yes, okay. yes. It's always been I didn't. Saturday. I didn't remember. So, of course, it is a special ticket event. And like we said, it is a $299 per person. And uh, let's see. What do we get? We get to go on the Incredicoaster. You get to go on the new... Anthony's favorite Pixar pal around. Is that what it's called? The pal around? And, um, uh, of course, you get to also ride Toy Story Mania. Oh, wait, that's still open anyway. Yeah, you'll get to do that. There's going to be character appearances. There's going to be, of course, food and beverage offerings. And you're also going to be able to, you're going to get a food voucher. It says uh, one food voucher to each of these select dining locations. So you get to go to the adorable snowman, Frosted Treats, Angry Dogs, uh, Jack Jack's Cookie Num Num Nums, the Poultry Palace, and Senor Buzz's Churros. So you get to pick one of those places to use your food voucher to get something there. It's going to have some live entertainment with a sing-along as a DJ spins some of Pixar's most memorable tunes. So that kind of coincides with what you were saying about playing music from the 90, 1993. So <laughs> that makes more sense to have a DJ play Pixar songs, right? 
you're going to have a photo pass. It says uh, special access. Gain access to the second level outdoor patio of the newly revamped Plant Light Lounge. The lower level, basically, is what that sounds like. The upper level is where the Cove Bar current is, and the lower level is this new outdoor Wouldn't the patio. lower level be the first level and not the second level? You'd think no, because the lower way, level but... is below the first level. Because <laughs> you know what he's talking about, right? I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Say this is the second level outdoor patio, right? Well, because there's no upstairs upper level, right? I'm already confused, so let's just move on. They said some keepsake to commemorate your visit with a similar swag bag and event credentials included with each tickets. Of course, they're limited. Get some theme merchandise. They'll be limited with plenty left over, I think. Be, be one of the first to purchase an incredible selection of apparel, gifts, toys, and more. The games of the boardwalk will be open with the new um, themed, which includes Bullseye's Stallion Stampede, Heimlich, Candy Corn Toss. That's going to be Anthony's favorite. <laughs> Wally Space Race and La Luna Star Catcher. The Moon Star Catcher, eh? Exactly. All right, so like I said, this is going to happen on uh, June 22nd. Oh, wait, so you're done? I'm not done yet. No, not yet. Oh, because I was still waiting to hear how it's worth $300. Oh, oh well, I don't know how it's worth just... $300, but it uh, the event starts at 3 o'clock and goes till 9. I don't understand this right here. It's a Disney California Adventure Park mixed in 3 o'clock to 10 p.m. Basically, that whole section is going to be for the event only, and the rest of the park is open as it usually is. Right. But that's why... Mix in. That's, I, that's like I said, it just doesn't seem... Well, because there's probably going to be at the doors to uh, or where the entrance to Pixar Pier is, they'll have probably a wall still up. Something. Partial part of a wall or barricade still up, and then they'll... Wristbands? Yeah, wristbands. And uh, this this is their way of not having to keep the park open any later than normal. Usually these events run until one or two in the morning. Right. And then this way, they're also, if anything, they're actually kicking you out an hour. They're going to kick you out of Pixar Pier an hour before park closing because of World of Color. Because the park closes at 10, the event actually, they're going to kick you out of Pixar Pier itself at at 9. They kick you out of Pixar Pier at 9. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, so that means they can have the regular World of Color showing at like 9.30. Yes, they're going to still have the regular World of Color before closing because they're going to make you leave Pixar Pier at 9 p.m. So you're actually only in the... You're only going to be allowed into the Pixar Pier section from what basically... 3 3 to 9. to 9. Which, granted, six hours should be more than enough time to do three, the, attractions. To do three attractions and eat some food, but that's not the point of the, uh, I mean, sure. Listen, they're going to give com- complimentary parking here with premier event tickets, including standard parking. I know. I was actually very surprised. Did you mention the parking? He didn't no, get not that yet. far yet. But real quick, the actual World of Color is at 10.15 on that day. Okay, but it... After park closes. Oh, yeah. But they're still kicking you out at 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I was actually very surprised that they included parking. I was actually, whoa, hey now. But uh, it's still, it's funny how we were complaining about how the Disney After Dark events, the Star Wars night and the other one, were, you know, you're paying $99 for only basically like four hours in the park. And now that they're like, oh, well, if we add two more hours, we can add 200 or more dollars. <laughs> I mean, this just keeps getting better and better. 
I know it does because I just want to. I just before we go into a rant about the price. Well, I don't even want to do that. What I'd like to do is read the short nine short comments that well, are on hold the on. Disney Be- Parks blog. <laughs> before you get to that, did you have anything else to? No. I just want to say one thing real quick. Uh, they mentioned swag bag, and they mentioned food vouchers. Well, that's now cool. you know that I went to that uh, Disney Parks blog event for for Halloween, oh. and. Uh, that was free, and I got a swag bag, and I got food vouchers. Right. I didn't have to pay three hundred dollars. I didn't have to pass go or maybe do anything. Their, maybe that was their way of testing it out because it was free. It was just a Disney Parks blog event. You know, this is very similar to the first comment here on the Disney Parks blog for this event. It says, "Last year we went to the AP previews of Pandora. The price was free. Parking was included in my pass. Photo downloads were included in my pass, and I bought lunch at." Satuli Canteen for $15. Bless you. So needless to say, we won't be attending your overpriced event. That's by Charles. The second one by Mark says, sounds like a great value. I'm going to go so far as to say that that's a plant comment. Uh, Or super sarcastic. Yeah. The the next one um, is very sarcastic. It says, can you add additional blackout dates to my Signature Plus Pass in exchange for early access to the Pixar Pier premiere special event? 15 additional blackout dates seems fair. How do we make this happen? Was that you? No, it's really not. It's really clever and and funny, though. Uh, The next one says, hi, this sounds cool, but for those of us who don't participate when we'll be in the parks that day, does that mean we won't be able to ride Toy Story Midway Mania until June 23rd? That sounds like a plant comment. Uh, The next one is, is $2.99 per price the accurate ticket price? The next one says, was there a typo in the ticket price? It shows two ninety nine, And I know there's no way that Disneyland Resort would charge basically one-third of the signature annual pass amount for early access when Cars Land was free. Did you guys mean twenty nine ninety nine? Well, you know they didn't mean that. And the last ones are pretty quick. It says, sorry, but 300 per person is too much. Uh, and then the next one, grammatically, I'm having some, like getting a little twitch here. It says, it's going to be a inside-out attraction, question mark. Um, that part wasn't mentioned, so I'm not where this part. This person says having a little English issues. I think is there. Um, no, but it says it's going know, to be. He going. means is there going to be? Michael the, must have wrote that comment. Uh, <laughs> hey, Michael. Uh, hopefully, this is part where he's fast forward through the show. That's nah, okay. He'll cut it out. Um, and the very last one says, "What time will ticket sales begin on May 16th?" Which I'm going to go so far as to say is also probably a plant comment. Well, you know what? I don't. Oh, you was... didn't get there. You didn't say when they went on sale <laughs> for all those people that out there listening to our podcast that I'm sure are going to run out and get those tickets. Well, well they haven't they even went asked. On sale yesterday, so oh, they matter. already went on sale. Well, when they hear this, it has already went on sale. Oh, oh, right. Oh, because they go on sale tomorrow. Right. Oh, I. I don't know what day today is. I know. <laughs> but no, real quick on the Disney Park blog, I, I'm very surprised that there are some of those comments because they... Usually they delete them. No, they approve your comment. Oh. It's a, it's a thing that they approve it, and once they approve it, they, they let, you know, it goes up. I commented on one thing before, and it never got approved. Yeah. So I'm surprised on some of those comments. I mean, well, they're, they're the, right, the, the sarcasm is strong in that one comment, and they the the we we know that the people that run uh, social medias are not very bright, right? And uh, you know, if you word it cleverly, it'll probably get by without them realizing it's a dig. But I mean, they have to let some things by. I mean, if if everyone's asking how the hell are you charging two ninety nine for this? 
they're going to have to let a few of them. Literally, through. I mean, I don't, I haven't seen anybody who hasn't complained about the price. I mean, do you know of anybody? Who wouldn't complain about. Do you know price? of anybody at all who has said that they would would pay the three hundred dollars and go? Well, that's a good uh, question. And on, on our SoCal, just the annual pass holders page. Yeah, I read some comments when you first posted it, but you only had like five comments when I read it. So I'm curious to know <laughs> what people on there now have to say. All right, so one of the comments, uh, this person tagged a friend said, ooh, tempting, with, uh, hmm. And um, the person replies back, oh, my God, why did you show this to me? Now I want to go. So if we have, now this is funny. <laughs> so if we have a blockout date on that day, I assume 300 bucks still gets us in? <laughs> I saw that one, and I saw you, I think you responded to that one. Yes, I said, uh, this event is for everyone, not just pass holders, so blockout days don't matter right but um let's see what else we got here yeah i think the part about it being a special event eluded them i've got one that says uh i'm too poor and too far away for these things 2.99 per person yikes and the sub comment says yeah i think i'll just wait till the next day i have someone who says definitely considering wow that that's what they charge to have i don't even think it was that much i think it was 199 to have um Super early breakfast on a jungle boat cruise. Right, like oh, right. yes. It was $199. Yeah, so that now, one was a little overpriced. Now, the $150 for the, for, for the uh, I almost, we almost uh, paid the $150 for the, uh, the Guardians event, to go to the Guardians event. But it sold out. But I, it sold out just before I, or just before I, yeah, just before I got the money to be able to go. So we didn't go to that one. But I mean, that was one fifty. I mean, we're talking about half the price. I mean, three hundred dollars per person. When a lot of those other events, we two people could have gone to that to to the to the Tower of Terror event, the Guardians event, the uh, the well, no, the was the Electrical Parade event was ninety nine dollars, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, same price as the uh, the, the Tower of the Terror tower event, event was also ninety nine. The Guardians event was one fifty. And then, yeah, the that the uh, the lunch or the breakfast on the Jungle Cruise was one ninety nine. I think this is I'm just still, them I'm trying still, to figure I'm out. I'm really curious how many people ended up doing that. Right. I think this is a this is just them figuring out how much they can charge. When, oh, when I Star Wars. One hundred percent agree, and I've seen a lot of people make that same uh, opinion that this is you know all testing to see what they can get away with for, and this is all a hint of what they might want to do for galaxy's edge and it's really annoying because i mean when pandora opened we speculated a lot okay well all the stuff they're doing with pandora is probably what they're going to do with star wars they did a week's worth of uh, ap previews before it opened where you had to sign up and you had to sign up for certain days right and stuff like that uh cast members it was the same thing cast members had signups for cast member previews even before that and I thought that that was how that they would end up doing it. But, I mean, if they're going to end up, you know... I mean, hopefully they can still do something like that. If they want to do a special party, fine. You know what I mean? If they're going to charge three ninety nine or two ninety nine for a Pixar Fest party, what are we looking at? Four ninety nine, dollars dollars for a Galaxy's Edge preview? At least. I mean, you're talking about for an area that's... Uh, I mean, you're talking about <laughs> they are asking you to pay two ninety nine to to go on, on three, re 
themed rides. Yeah, there's nothing. They're not even new. That was my comment from Elizabeth handed me this earlier from her phone. And I was like so infuriated I had to type right away. So it says from her, it says it's not like they even have any new attractions like Cars Land, or Cars Land did and Star Wars Land will. They had new stuff to go on. This is just the same coaster with a re-theme and the same uh, Ferris wheel with a re-theme and the same Midway Mania ride we, you can go on right now. Right. And then what? They're and they're probably not gonna have the the, the, the inside out attraction. Right, and the inside out attraction is not even gonna be ready, which is also a recycled ride from Bugsland. I said two ninety nine presumably is a joke. I bet they're just testing to see how much people will fork out when Galaxy's Edge opens. Yeah. I think it's gonna end up. This is gonna end up being like there's only gonna, the 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 amount of people that are gonna be at this thing is gonna be like the amount of people that were at. Uh, my Jurassic Park thing. Well, then they'll probably just let a bunch of oh, the hotel stupid, people in for uh, free. Th- I don't care what you want to do with this, but stupid Aaron Richardson's comment. Oh, God. <laughs> that guy's a joke to begin with. That guy's an idiot. He's a big old huge uh, Republican Trump supporter and and stupid idiot dumbass who every time I see him comment on anything... I know he's in your group. He's in our. He's in SoCal. He's in Mousefire. He's, he's in, been kicked out of more groups than just about anybody. He's though. in. Uh, he's in. Uh, he's in. Um, uh, Skywalking group. That guy gets around. Nobody seems to. Lots of people say you're. Aren't you friends with him? I mean, I know him. I'm not friends with him. No, I mean friends on Facebook. Aren't you friends oh, on Facebook on with Facebook, him? Facebook probably. You won't. He posted here. Get this one. He posted the other day. Uh, eating with my love, Jill at uh, Raising Canes. And I said, you should go eat at Chick-fil-A. And he goes, I would never eat there. Why? I don't know. And I just said, well, I don't know. Then go steal some Chick-fil-A sauce, bro. That shit's life-changing. <laughs> and he was like, stealing is wrong. Clearly you've never been to Raising Cane's because their sauce is way better. I can't stand their sauce. What? Hate, hate their sauce. You're, their honey mustard's bomb. You're but a communist. Their regular sauce sucks. No, it doesn't. Their sauce is better than anything. <clears throat> no, the, the Chick-fil-A sauce is the best thing no, ever. No, it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. If it had come out before ketchup, no, no one would use isn't. ketchup. What? All right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. If you guys uh, bought your tickets, we would love to hear why you <laughs> spent. Why? <laughs> why like, you, really, why? Why did you spend $300 on this? I uh, I would really love to know. Tell us. Your... Mousepire at gmail.com. Subject line, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you must be rich if you can go. I don't. Um, I would love to go. I really want to go. Just to be there and just to see, see how big of a flop it is. No, just to see the experience and then and, you know just take it all in. But I don't have three hundred dollars to to spend for this. You know that's just crazy. I wouldn't even spend ninety nine dollars for what no, they're offering. Not for what they're doing. I mean, even not even the food makes it worth ninety nine. Okay, maybe the food and the parking might make it worth ninety nine dollars. But I mean, like if you're not a pass holder already, maybe the food and the swag bag. But you know what? I'm going to go back to the fact that I went to that Halloween event with uh, in Cars Land and got a swag bag and food for free. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I the swag bag came with those two uh, with those uh, Disney Park Blog shirts that I haven't even been able to give away. <laughs> Speaking of giveaway, I mean, I still like... have the Disney Park Blog shirts. <laughs> give us money, and you could have them. Uh, I'd like to go just to see how big of a flop it is. That's where I'm at, but. I mean, why would you spend three hundred dollars when you can just go the next morning? They're literally offering zero that's worth three hundred dollars that you can't wait. 
I mean, that was eight basically hours for twelve hours. For that it. was basically my argument about Star Wars Night, and this is like a thousand times more, more bad. No, I mean, this is my a thousand times more my point. Oh, totally. that I made about yeah. Star Wars Night. Star Wars Night was just experiencing stuff that you could just come the next day and see. I will say Star that Wars Night the on Star the Wars, night on Star Wars Night on the ninth, even more so. The Star Wars events at least are a. a a place where the Star Wars fans to come together in a way that they don't normally at the parks, I think. Well, at, and at least, least you, you got, got fireworks. That. Right, you got the fireworks show, you've got the ability to have a lot of people in one place all dressed up and stuff. It's like, this is nothing for this. And what's well, 100 bucks though, too? That's the thing. To pay $100 for a special event where you get to stay in the park past closing is worth it to, to a large percentage of the population, right? But $299? Three to- times the price for something you're, what do you, you don't get anything. And you can just come back and do all that stuff. I mean, in the, the swag bag better come with some really awesome freaking like a, something that's worth a hundred dollars, like a GoPro <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, what are they gonna do? They got to give out some ear hats that there's only two hundred of, and there's that's it. absolutely no matter what between now and then. I don't care what they end up giving out. There is zero way that this that that's worth ninety nine dollars, much less two hundred ninety nine dollars, and. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and if that's their plan for Galaxy's Edge, it's outrageous. I'm not paying. All right. So speaking of food, Ooh. we all like to talk about food here. What? Well, there. Do we? Yeah. Disney announced to the annual pass holder of this uh, churro challenge. Hold on. I'm just going to say that somebody was listening to our podcast because we pretty much said that like twice. We said that there should be a sip and saver pass for the churros. But that's not what this is. But that's basically what it is. They just switched way, it and made it a challenge. In a way, yeah. No, the, if anything, that means they were listening to our podcast from two years ago and they just stole my our idea about from the frozen lemonade. Hey, wait, think, wait, wait, wait. They, they also stole our ideas about the donuts because we talked about that two years ago, too. That's true. They should have donuts in the park. Exactly. Maybe they'll listen to me and fire whoever's they just in charge to of us. ordering popcorn buckets. They just listened to us and they charge too much for the donuts. Yeah. Exactly. Now they've listened to us and they've screwed up the frozen lemonade challenge and <laughs> turned it into a churro challenge. The frozen lemonade challenge. Uh, I'm just going to say that this is genius. They've basically figured out how to charge five bucks for a button. That's that's what they've done here, and in the and process, they'll get their five dollars from you because there's no way that you're not going to want that button. Absolutely, no. I got them today. We got two of them. <laughs> I will say they are big. I didn't bring them, but they're they're big. They're large buttons. Thank you. So they're they're at least giving the biggest button they can for the money. I'd say they're not. They're at least a three and a half or four inch. Hey, you button. know what? Just to be honest, real quick before you go into the details, I would rather pay five dollars for a button than I would for an egg. Well, yeah. The the cool part is that it's a big button. The other cool part is that Disney figured out how to charge $5 for one. All right, so let me get to the details before uh, this guy keeps jumping forward. Uh, from now until June 8th, uh, you can check. Uh, you can do this AP Churro Challenge. While supplies last. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's like the Easter egg hunt. You're going to go and purchase a map. And like uh, uh, Tim said, it's $5. You buy the map, and then this tells you to go to the different churro carts, and uh, at those locations, what do they do? There's four different churro cart or four different churro types. All right, let me go go over those. And real then quick. when you buy them, well, let me go. The, the yeah. cart is the the cocoa churro, which is like chocolate, which is in Frontierland. 
You got Kevin's churro, which is at the lemony, the fruity lemon delight churro, which is at the town uh, town square uh, churro cart. That's where I got our passes, but they weren't, uh, or our maps, but they weren't serving churros yet, so we didn't want to wait around half an hour. They, that is basically the same, just to clarify. I'm pretty sure that's the same as the 50th anniversary. Right. Uh, 60th. The, the 50th for Pirates churro. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. That's right. They had the lemon right. flavored, and they had beignets and the same sugar. Right. It was one of my favorites. I'm going to go try it for sure. You have the Presto Rabbit churro. That's the carrot cake one that's over there in New Orleans. I want to try that. And then you have the ants on a log churro, which is over in Bugsland. Which more looks more like like some sort of rice crispy or something on it. It has cocoa crispies. Cocoa crispies. Right. You think right. they would have put the cocoa crispies on the chocolate or the cho- the cocoa churro? I know, huh? No, because the cocoa crispies are supposed to look like the ants. Right. We didn't try any log. of the churros today. There's only two that I really care. about. He just wanted the try. button. I wanted the button. And the, the difference is that with your map, when you go to each churro stand, you're not required to purchase, but right. they do give you a little a sticker that kind of looks like the Luxo ball, but a different color. If you buy a churro. If you buy the $5 churro, then you can put the... See, the, 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 the strawberry one's not even on there. Right. Why wouldn't they have like eight different churros or six or so? They have other churro flavors. Maybe there's going the to be... Thing. Yeah. Oh, but isn't there other Pixar churros? Yeah, they could have renamed. I think these are the only. Oh, the Pixar. strawberry, the two strawberry ones are not Pixar related. No, that's right. They they could have very easily put us Pixar name. Well, it might not be the last time you see it though. They might just do a regular churro challenge right, or something right. like that for not eight peas. Yeah, All or right, so whatever. Basically, if you want to do this, you go and you buy the map, and then just like the eggs, you don't have to buy the churros to get the prize, which is a button in this case. Cool button. You go over to the AP corner over there at Paradise Garden. In the farthest possible port, part of the park to and, go to. And uh, you redeem your map and you get your button there. But if you want to get the stickers, you have to buy a churro, basically, right? That's what they're saying. But I don't know what the benefit to buying the stickers. like. Wait, but you just said you got your map at the one in Town Square, but they weren't even selling churros yet. So they, they weren't they at sold that you time. the map without a churro. Right. And then we just went and got our stick. We just went and got our buttons. You had to buy the map and then buy our churro. So if you were not going to buy the churro, just buy the map. I guess, yeah. So if they don't care, no, you don't. You do, they don't. They don't. You don't have to buy a churro, right? So it's, yeah, like you said, it's just the like only the, the only uh, thing extra you get if you buy a churro is a little sticker. That's it, right? So if you just want the button, you buy the map. You go take your map over there, and they mark it, and they give you the button. Right, so it's really, there's no challenge, Right. there's no anything, it's just, here, here's a button for $5. It's like really the opposite of what they were doing, what they've done with the uh, that stupid tasting passport thing that they give out, that they're supposed to give you, that little booklet that they give you during uh, the, the food and wine, Yeah. that if you get the stamp inside of every single one of them, you can go back and they'll they'll congratulate you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, because I was, I remember when they first did that, I was like, wait, you mean I don't even get a button or anything? No. Then why would I do it? All right. So remember, you uh, have to be an annual pass holder. It says uh, you get one uh, map per purchase. No discounts. Churros are sold separately and are available while supplies last. Churro purchase. A churro purchase is not required to receive the commemorative surprise. The AP corner, even though we told you what the surprise is. 
And uh, it's not a surprise anymore. No, you have to have your, of course, your 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 annual pass, your ID, and all that kind of stuff. And of course, remember that um, you need to check out your lockout dates if you're going to do this. Don't go when you're blocked out because you're not going to be able to do it. So yeah, if you guys want to, because you can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to check this out, like I said, it goes from uh, it goes till June eighth, or while while supplies supplies last. So. Yeah, so basically only another couple of weeks. Yeah, whatevs. Well, yeah, I mean, how long do they keep it going, right? Speaking of um, while supplies last. Uh-oh. The gauntlet. Bah. Yes. The- I went the day before that came out. And it wasn't I'm, there? Well, no, it wasn't there because <laughs> it hadn't come <laughs> the out day yet. Before. <laughs> I was so exactly. mad because then I, I went on the one day and I got my I got my Soli bucket finally. And then, oh, and I got that, and I got that that thirtieth uh, that thirty fifth anniversary Return of the Jedi Vader. Oh, the one with yeah, that's pretty cool actually. The yeah, one with so they, Darth Vader they, has no helmet. Right, they still had plenty of them. They were of the Elite Series uh, diecast ones. It was really cool. But I went and got those, and then the next day, I see oh, Gauntlet Zipper in DCA over by Guardians. I'm like, what? No, bastards. So we were there, right as. We were like arriving right as Anthony sent me this text. We had already gotten the text from a couple other, you know, the post we'd seen from a couple other people. So and that was like, the day they came out. And it was. We didn't know there was for no sure. no lines or nothing. That's not true. <laughs> the lines were significant. By the time you got there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe in the beginning there weren't. But they were already like hour-long lines by the time we strolled up. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it seemed like an hour. I don't know, maybe 40, that was on like 45 Thursday. minutes or something. Yeah, that was like on Thursday or something. Uh, what's today? No, it was Friday. It was Friday when the gauntlet came out. Because I was there. Yes. Th- I was there Thursday. Right. Okay. So we well, we were there Thursday morning, but then we were there Friday, uh, and then we went. Oh, it was today. So I guess it had been a few days. But well, they were sold out by today. Well, that's okay. So they had them the the Friday. They had them Saturday. And then they had them Sunday morning, and then they were gone. No, they had them all day Sunday. They actually, the last of them sold out uh, Monday morning. Monday morning. Okay. I thought it was Sunday when they sold out Sunday night, because that's when... uh, No, I read people that said that they got them yesterday morning, but then they were gone. They only had a few of them left. But then that means... uh, Never mind. I think what happened was they stopped selling them around 5 p.m. or so right. on Sunday just to be able to put them out the next day a little right. bit. Right. But then that, after that, they're now they're gone and considered sold out. Uh, what we're talking about, in case you guys don't know, since, as usual, we skip to the, the story instead of... Tim and Anthony. Yes, that's us. Uh, Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet, Gauntlet the, Sipper. The, the Infinity Gauntlet Sipper... Probably the coolest separator that Disneyland has ever made. It's for adult babies that like sucking their thumbs. I don't know about that. Well, it's but pretty much like you. Yeah, just because the thumb is sticking up. Well, it's not sticking up, but that's the thumb isn't sticking up, but the straw sticks up like where the thumb. Right. Uh, it's an actual Infinity Gauntlet that can actually go under your hand, but apparently still hold beverage. <laughs> I, I checked; it holds eighteen ounces of any sort of hard alcohol you wow, can put that's in a it. A lot of. Liquid that goes into that gauntlet. I wonder if they're I've like seen sniffing them all. Some pictures of them. Uh, they they look gigantic on some people. Did you see? Yes. Dylan, did you see Dylan's picture? Yes, yes. It looked like humongous on him. On some people, they look bigger than others. Yeah, and then the like the big dudes. Some big dudes. They look like you know normal, but you know you know, you put them on a small person, it looks very very gigantic. But it is like the coolest zipper ever. I'm 
really mad that I'm not going to get it. I, think I hope they bring them back, but I think I'm not going to hold my breath. As fast as they sold there's, and as popular as all that is, and the Infinity Gauntlet is going into the next films, they're, they're, why would they not come back with it? Who's to say it could because take two or three months for them to get it? Because but. they're Disneyland and they're stupid. Any any other business would have fired whoever decides these right. things. So, yeah, the Infinity Gauntlets, oh, they were selling for $20, which now makes it officially the most expensive sipper that Disneyland has ever sold. Definitely. But it's the size. I mean, it's almost the size which of a previous, Which uh, beat the previous record only held for um, about a month or so by Mike Wazowski. <laughs> which was 16 bucks or whatever, right? 15, 14 or 15, 14 or 16, depending on where you got it. But previously, Mike had been the most expensive sipper Disneyland had ever sold. I didn't even know that. I wasn't even thinking about that. Well, just because, I mean, everything's... Nothing was really that under $10 before I got my pass. It's only been in the last... Since 2015 that everything's really started jacking up in price. Big time. There was pretty reasonably consistent prices and price increases. And now they're just jumping. Right. So, it's really cool. Hopefully it comes back. You guys haven't seen it? Look online. There's lots of pictures of people with it. There's a lot. I mean, there's a bunch of pictures online. But can you imagine? I think they were saying that based on the boxes, there were seven thousand of them. Can you imagine if that's just it and they never make them ever again? Like, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, it would. It's gonna be like the stupid. It would be stupid. It's gonna be like the poison apple mug. It's gonna be. That's it for this year and the next year. It'll just all of a sudden appear. And there'll be way too many of them. Right. There's gonna be like fifty thousand of them. They're gonna come out when Infinity. The next, uh, when Avengers 4 comes out. Uh, just a note, uh, we have no idea anything about the uh, alien sip, the alien popcorn bucket. Uh, it is due to not be on sale anymore <laughs> in uh, a week from now. Yeah. So. Well, they only need two days, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, basically, I'm predicting that it will reappear on the 21st, 22nd, or 23rd. Somewhere in that three-day period. Of the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, sometime in that three-day period, I predict that the alien buckets will make their final reappearance, or else they will not reappear. The only there's logic. all kinds of it, there's all kinds of stupid people on Facebook. Oh, I've heard cast members say June and blah blah blah, and these are all people who have who are really really stupid and don't know and never read the fact that they would be stopped selling them on May 24th. Those people just frankly are stupid and don't know that. And those are the people that are going to get me get, end up getting me banned from the pass holder page because I'm going to end up saying something stupid to these people. Well, the only logical reason for them to wait until the close to the 24th or 25th to stop selling to to release the well, second if they, amount is if they only have a certain amount. No, is that is that they're trying to give away the smallest amount of dollar refills. Oh, well, yeah, that too. But it's like backwards logic. That doesn't make sense. There's already a ton of them out there. If anything, it's like uh, last year when they released the the Haunted Mansion Tiki mug at the beginning of October, Mm -hmm. and they all sold, and then they released them again during Halloween week. It's kind of like that. Yeah, but this time they made, the first time there was 2,500 of those Tiki mugs, and this time they made 10,000. I didn't mean this last year to this year. I meant the twice, two times they released it last year. Oh, well, yeah. Not last year, but the year before is what I mean. Not last year. The year before. The first Tiki mug, not the repainted one. The first one. 
the ones that I was selling for $150 each. Ooh, good for you. All right, so moving on. Uh, and on In February, we told you about Aladdin's Oasis be transformed into a tropical hideaway. Well, guess what, Anthony? Not happening. There's a wall up. Yeah, oh, we like problem. walls. It is happening. Yes, it's happening. They already put the wall up in front of Aladdin's Oasis. And you know what? They've already started working in there. So things are going, uh, I guess, as scheduled for Disney. And we will soon see this new tropical hideaway, which Disney says it's a one-of-a-kind destination, will be a popular rest stop for Adventureland locals and weary explorers. Guests will be able to rub elbows with their favorite skippers in an exotic trader's market featuring all of the sights, sounds, and flavors of the tropics. What so is they're the, going to have skippers hanging out and they're telling jokes or what? What does the tropics taste like? Um, it, ta- it probably tastes wet. Maybe, maybe. I want to. I just want to make one note that I saw the pictures that you posted of the uh, wall, and uh, I think it's amusing that all of that, a lot of that concept art that's on there is all stuff that was on the walls of uh, of uh, Jungle Cruise right. when it was closed for its big refurbishment last year. That a lot of those pictures have nothing to do with the hideaway. The one picture of the hideaway that they showed us when they announced it is on there, but then it's surrounded by a bunch of concept art from the Jungle Cruise. Right. <laughs> I just wonder if it'll be a good it's place like they to didn't go screw with just... skippers, go and ask them ridiculous questions about the ride, even though they're not on it. Well, I'm sure the skippers aren't really going to be there. Maybe the skippers are like the waiters. I don't do, know. do you think Gilligan's going to be there? Um, and the skipper too, the millionaire. No, he's, and his wife. He's too busy doing something with coconut. The movie star, the professor, and Marianne. No, it's the others. You got to do the season one ending. No, I don't like that one. And the rest. And oh, and the rest. Yeah, yeah not the others. They're in the and rest. The rest. You know those other two that were yeah. the rest. <laughs> those other two people on Gilligan's Isle. All right, so yeah, we don't know when this is going to uh, open up, but uh, like I said, they started working on that. and um, I'm guessing July, August? I don't know. Does maybe, I don't know, because we don't know what, like it's not like something that. I mean, it doesn't need to be open for the summer. Exactly, but, it's not something that's. To but me, it's like, why, why start it now, though? Why not yeah. just wait until after summer if you're not wanting to have it open? If you don't want to open it till have it open for summer, why start it now? Right. Maybe because there's nothing else going on there anyways, so maybe it doesn't matter when they work on it. They probably wanted open in time to offer like those uh, dining, package, dining package yeah. things. I mean, it depends on what it is. We still right. don't know what it is. We still don't know if it's a, is it a restaurant? Is it a food court? I still, my bet is still uh, some sort of food court. Yeah, I think there's going to be place to go and sit down and eat. Right. Well, it's definitely going to be an eatery of some uh, sort. If it is like a food court, I wouldn't be, uh, all the, I wouldn't be surprised if all of the, Cast members are wearing skipper uniforms. Right. But they're not actually going to be the actual skippers. They're just going to be wearing the uniform. But they're still going to get asked by the backside of water repeatedly. Oh, sure. <laughs> so as soon as we find out uh, when this is going to open, we'll let you guys know. And um, maybe we'll uh, go over there and hang out and talk to some skippers. I don't know. Hopefully Marianne's there. Uh, what about Skipper from Barbie? Oh, okay. All right. So real quick. Uh, Space Mountain. Oh, Hyperspace Mountain. Again? Again. Uh, wait, I was already talked about that. Oh, well, we talked about how it opened, not when it's going to close. Oh, um, do we have an actual date now? We have an actual date. The last date for Hyperspace Mountain is 
June 3rd. Oh, so that person that said it was only going to be until the end of May was kind of right, right. by accident. I mean, what do you think they just opened it basically for those two parties and they wanted to have it not be a waste? Well, so they... then at least then, then it's open past the solo opening. and True. Because you still have Memorial Day weekend. I don't know. So, yeah, we have a closing date. We'll see um, what's going to happen with that. So I'm guessing if that's the last day, then that's the last day for Captain Phasma 2. Possibly. You said the 4th is the... 4th is a Monday. So that's the last, last day? The last or day the, is the third. So the last day is the third, and then is it going to be closed for a couple of days? No, it's just... So it's just back, back up, right? Oh, so. that that's not... The Space Mountain hasn't been on the schedule yet for refurb to, be, no, to change they, the disc. They yeah. have... That's all that's just set up. It's just like you said, it's a changing Well, how many disc. days was it closed to lead in? None. One. One day. So it should close on the, on the third. But it was just on the that fourth. day. It was the one... It was... It was the day of the party that it was closed, right? Not any days prior. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So anyway, we'll see on that. Uh, if, as soon as they um, post it on the refurb schedule, I'll let everyone know. But as of now, June 3rd is the last day for Hyperspace Mountain. Oh, speaking of dates, did we have, did we have a date already for uh, Pirates to reopen? Yes. Okay, so we already knew That's that. That's the 8th. Yes, that is the 8th. June 8th. Yes. Hey, all right, so it's that time of year again. It is time we find out what shows are canceled, what shows are not canceled, what shows are renewed, what shows are new, and all that stuff. And, well, it's been a... It's been a hard season. It's been a hard... Day's night? Nah, well, it's been a hard day's week of finding out some of uh, my other shows that I watch have been canceled. Bye. Uh, a couple uh, ABC shows designated Survivor was canceled, which what? is a bummer. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's like way better than twenty four. I know. I would have. It was way better than twenty four, and Hopefully I would have thought that they would have given Kiefer uh, another season at least. And uh, I, like, I actually like that. Well, the only thing I don't like about Designated Survivor is that they they make it like the president gets involved in every little thing, but that's just to peak up the storylines, right? Uh, it's it's done well. I mean, it's it's just as good as the West Wing was. Wouldn't you say? It's like an action West Wing, is what yeah. I've kind of said about Disney Survivor. It was kind of an action-packed West Wing. But, yeah, so that got canceled. Uh, Scorpion, another show that I like, got canceled over on CBS. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled, but then got came, but then came back <laughs> to, the, to, the, uh, the, to the network where it started before it was sold. Fox, actually. Wait, so it was canceled by Fox? It was canceled by Fox, and then for less than uh, less than 24 hours later, uh, NBC picked it up and announced it for a 13-episode season for next year. Okay. Oh, you must have missed all that. I did miss that, yeah. Uh, it's ironic because uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was actually created by NBC, and most of it's shot on... Uh, the, most of the exteriors are shot on the Universal lot, hmm. uh, but... Uh, during the pilot process, NBC sold it to Fox before Adam Sandberg was even cast. But as soon as they found out that Fox had cast Adam Sandberg, they wished that they would have kept it, according to executives, the executive who is responsible for bringing uh, Brooklyn nine nine back to NBC, was he said that, uh, you know, he would have kept it if he had known Andy Sandberg would have got cast. Because, of course, you know, he was on Saturday Night Live on NBC. 
So anyways, throughout all that, it's been obviously up in the air what was going to happen with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, it has been announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will return for a abbreviated 13-episode season 6 that will most likely, they're saying, not air until summer of 2019. So it's not even going to be part of the uh, the uh, 2018-19 schedule. It's just going to be filler in, in the summer when nothing else is on. So once everything else has gone off, kind of like how this year S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't come on until after Inhumans was done. Right. Basically, they're just saying, okay, well, we're just going to free up for whatever we're going to do and uh, do that instead. I, I don't know what they're freeing it up for because follow. I don't know what ABC is bringing out because also announced this past week, just before all the announcements of the canceled shows, ABC unfortunately announced, we talked about this for a few months ago, ABC announced that they were not going to move forward with the Greatest American Hero pilot with Hannah Simone from New Girl. That is not moving forward at ABC. They have rejected that pilot. So uh, hopefully either somebody else will pick that up or not. I don't know. It's really a bummer. Is there anything that we haven't, we haven't discussed so far that's also being canceled that you know of? Uh, no. The only thing that we haven't heard anything about yet is Timeless. Oh, well, Timeless is excellent. The, yeah. the finale, which was on last oh, was two nights crazy. ago, was awesome. Right. Two, two hours. Uh, it trended cliffhanger it, ending. It trended number one for like six hours, I guess, supposedly, which is like some sort of record or close to a record on Twitter. I mean that, amongst, that alone is worth a season. And amongst all of uh, social media, it was well, it was well number one amongst all social media activity on the night of the finale. So hopefully, timeless will. Uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's that the executives at the studios don't like time travel, but everyone else does. Well, the thing is, is that NBC is NBC particularly is notorious for not being, uh, not giving. Sci-fi and well, sci-fi and genre shows a chance. I mean, they're the same. They're the same uh, studio or the same network that uh, you know that uh, canceled Constantine after only half a season. I just watched the original Constantine movie two days ago. It was amazing. I love that movie. Yeah, not as good as the series though. But oh. all right, so moving on to something that's not on TV, but you soon will be able to find it in a theater. Not the, the kind of theater you're thinking of. Theater but near you. A theater near you is the Broadway's Frozen musical will be launching its North American tour soon. It will be launching in fall of 2019. It will officially open at the Hollywood Pantages Theater for the 2019-2020 season. Casting information and additional stops on the tour will be announced at a later date. So they're not announcing any other sites of the uh, spots of the tour, but they are announcing where it will start. So... At the end of 2019 and then into 2020, you can expect, probably into 2020, you can expect it to appear at a theater venue near you. Cool. But uh, if, you, if you are interested in seeing it, Pantages is a great place to see a show. It's time for the mail? Well, we only, we only have one email today. Uh-oh. And that's from Dan the Millman. Well, at least he's holding it up. <laughs> I know Elizabeth's been busy this evening. Well, she had a whole week. All right, so his subject line is another week. And no Disney for me. Work has been so busy with the end of the school year coming that I haven't been to the parks. I think I'm having withdrawals or something. 
Friday, I will be going to watch that Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It's Star Wars night, so they are giving out a rally monkey dressed like Han Solo. This follows the last two Star Wars nights where the rally monkey has been an X-Wing pilot and a stormtrooper. Speaking of Solo, got my tickets for opening night. I never had a big doubt with Ron Howard at the helm, but early reactions sound mostly positive. It can't be any worse than the holiday special. (laughs) I already expect a rant, but $300 equals a flat no. I can't even begin to imagine the stuff they would have to give me to make it worth $300. I know $100 is already pushing it, but what is the most you would pay for an experience, quote-unquote, and what are some of the, quote-unquote, must-includes? I mean, they got to make it a good value for what you're spending. Hopefully, returning to the park soon, Dan out. So, two things that he said. One was Solo. Uh, I know somebody that's seen Solo. First thing was Solo. I know somebody that watched it. He's in the 501st and does a lot of charity work, and somebody involved in the film was uh, a friend of his, and... Because he knows he does all this charity work and he's a big Star Wars fan, he let him see it. He told me to avoid every spoiler possible, but that it was awesome. He said, I'll tell you, it was great, but just avoid like literally any information that you can about the film and it'll make it even that much better. Uh, the other thing that his message or email reminded me of was, uh, did anybody watch the season finale of The Big Bang Theory? Yes. Yeah. So Mark Hamill uh, upstaged... Uh, Wesley <laughs> Crusher, yes. otherwise known as Will, Will Wheaton, uh, on uh, The Big Bang Theory, and he was great. But I don't know if that's Mark Hamill playing himself or playing into the I'm not one of you kind of thing. What do you think? You think he's pulling a, you think this is his Shatner get a life moment? No. <laughs> you know what I'm referring to, right? Yeah, I do, but it's not, I don't think it's the get a life moment. I think it's like, the I just don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a big as nerd as you guys are, so I wouldn't know. People essentially, the story goes that he finds uh, Wallowitz. Wallowitz finds his dog, and then Wallowitz says, "Oh my God, Sheldon's getting married. You have to officiate the wedding." Even though Will Wheaton was already supposed to officiate the wedding, Mark Hamill essentially steals all his notes, uh, and then because Sheldon and Amy are figuring out some string theory thing, they're late to their own wedding, and Mark Hamill has to just take questions from the audience. Uh, so he, it basically turns into, does anybody have questions about Star Wars? And people are asking him really specific As I stuff. said earlier in the podcast, if you don't have somebody moderating, mod- monitoring questions, you're going to get all the questions about Doctor Who, or in this case, Star Wars. Right. So he is can't answer most of the questions. You know, people are like, you know, Sheldon's brother sells tires in the show. He's a tire salesman. So he says, how come none of these Star Wars vehicles have tires? And he says, well, I'm sure some of them do. And then what's the guy that owns the comic book shop? Stuart. Stuart. Stuart actually chimes in and answers basically all the questions for Mark Hamill. And While then, impressing a girl. While impressing his new employee. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who's played by? She's one of the girls from Hall and Oates, right? Or no. uh, uh, what's it called? Garfunkel and Oates. No, it's not her. No, I'm sure it is. No, it's not. Huh? She was in something else too. Yes, she was the ex in um, Crashing. She is the ex in Crashing. Okay, I like that show. 
All right, and, so what about answering his question? And real quick, also, she was the other uh, control room tech, along with the new girl guy in Jurassic World. Okay. What's his actual question? <laughs> hey, Dan. How's it going? What is the most you would pay for an, an experience, and what are some of the must-includes? I mean, I think that they need to have not just desserts, but food offerings of some kind that's more than a dessert. Uh, this is because I've been to two events like this, and they had zero food that you could buy. You mean like uh, barbecue ribs right. with broccoli? Exactly. And <laughs> mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Even if it's just hot dogs that are available for five Ooh. bucks, the fact is you have to make food five available. Five bucks, got Thousands of people, um, whatever it is, if you've got no way for anybody to even buy a hot dog or a hamburger or a chips or Something that will put food in there. What if they didn't get a chance to eat ahead of time, assuming there would be food, and all you've got is dessert? And then they're like high on sugar and don't know how to. That reminds me of how we used to have uh, the member early on, or before one of the the AP parties, they would never have food open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of the last the last AP party we had, they finally like opened blows and stuff. No, at at. At Disneyland. Oh. They finally opened uh, uh, Terrence or something. But yeah, I mean, it really depends on what they've got. I mean, what are they. I mean, I've already made it. I've already made a complaint that $99 for the like Star Wars 9 stuff is too much. Those things you need to add more to for it to be worth $99. Imagine how much stuff I need you to add to make it worth $299. I mean, I'm going to get explicit. <laughs> Whoa. Let's put it this way. Explicit lyrics. Warning. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to really answer that. I mean, all I know is it's got to be more than what they're doing. That's for sure. Yeah. Not, I mean, I don't mean just food would be a reason to, to go, but the fact that they don't have food at these things has always bothered me. I mean, the hardest part for us is that we used to get a lot of this stuff for free. Yeah. This is all stuff that we used to we used to get AP parties, and we used to get uh, in, you know 24-hour parties, and it's all stuff that we used to get for free. This is before the invasion of now, the if they, fan. Now, if they ever if they ever do a 24-hour party again, is it going to be like a buy-in? You're going to have to pay for Probably. it? Of course. And how I mean, is that going to work? That's, that's something I would pay $100, $129, $149 Oh, for. yeah, but that's 24 hours. Well, not just 24 hours. If, if I could go to the park at whatever time I wanted during the day... And at 8 p.m., they threw everybody else out, and we could stay until 6 in the morning. That's something I'd pay 150 bucks for. But the whole park, right. all of it, with the special stuff going on. I don't know. There's, yeah, there, there definitely needs to be a lot more than what they're doing for it to be worth the money. Dan, I have a question for you. I want to know what Dan thinks. I mean, Dan, tell us what you think. Well, yeah, tell us what you think. But I'm also curious, how much is the most that you would ever pay for a Tro? That's a good question because huh. um like they're, they're currently four seventy five. Like would you pay fourteen seventy five if they've, that's what it got came down to? They've been as much as five twenty five. They went down in price. Well, no, when they the were specialty ones are five twenty five. The specialty oh, ones are, are. five twenty five. Yeah. Actually the first ones that were five twenty five were the Golden. The no, the uh the Star Wars ones mm. after uh May the fourth, they had the uh the blue and red, the blue and red ones. They were selling them for five twenty-five. That, that before, extra... was that before the pirate one. That was before the pirate one because mm-hmm. that was a year ago. That was over a year ago. And uh, remember, I showed, sent you a picture and I said, "Look, they're five twenty-five only because they have the handle." <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your email, Dan the Man. And um, there's um, people who are missing from today's email. 
Giselle the Gazelle and uh, Fernando Xavier Hubbard, who uh, called me a couple of days ago, says she, he is actually catching up on some podcasts. So uh, we need an email from you, Fernando. Yeah. Fancy Nancy, where you at? Where you been? Where you people at, yo? So, uh, yeah, send us an email. Mousefire at gmail.com. Tell us how much you'd pay for a churro and how much you'd pay to go to one of these things and what they'd need to have and who'd need to. You know what I'll say right now? I got to see a movie. I got to see the first 10 minutes movie that's not even out yet. Which one? Really? Jurassic one? Really? Yeah. You didn't say that. I said it at length when I was talking about the whole Jurassic Park event. That I got to see the. Oh, first that was 10 when minutes. he was on his phone posting that picture of the, the person with the. Oh, probably. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Mouse Power Podcast. Bye. Hasta pasta. Adios. Hasta la vista. There's nothing else. Hasta chocolate brownie eggs, whatever we those were. Ran out of stuff to talk about. Those look really good and yummy. I'm talking about the Jurassic Park stuff. Oh, yes. If you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? You know, I didn't mention that I was uh, $5.99. It was definitely worth the price. I was going to ask you that. I thought about going back in there and getting another one for you, but... Yeah, no, I failed. Dirty. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just didn't really... You shouldn't even have said that. I know. <laughs> I was going to bring one for you, but uh, I didn't I did do it. That's like yeah. literally the double dirty situation. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was cheap, and hey. I was going to buy one for you, but I decided it wasn't worth the effort. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? I just wanted you to know that I was thinking about you, but I wasn't thinking about you that much. Uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Now I just feel left out. Oh. Sorry. I mean, when you guys are having like a love affair right here in front of me, one where he clearly doesn't matter very much to you. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel left out. I mean, I'm just okay, saying. that's okay. When, 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 uh, twenty years we've known each other, well, matter not, you will. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That was good. <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, I don't know when I'm actually. Yeah, I do know where I'm going to be in the park in the parks. I think I'm going to go on Thursday. So I, okay. That's a, that's a day on Thursday. Oh, I'm glad you asked. That should be the AP sneak peek of the sneak peek of The Incredibles 2. Oh, that's right. Right. The sneak peek actually does that's open right. on I forgot Friday. that it was coming up this week. It's been so long since we uh, reported on that. Yeah, and I just remember that since I'm like, when you were thinking, why is he going on Thursday? I was like, why am I going on why Thursday? Why are you going on Thursday? That <laughs> is why. I believe that will be, the, of course, the AP sneak peek of The Sneak Peek for The, the Incredibles 2. The sneak peek of The Sneak Peek. So, yeah, and then that will open up on Friday for everyone else. So, yeah, you can go enjoy that at the Sunset Showcase Theater. Do you ever think they'll stop renaming these theaters? No. no. So, yeah, you can uh, uh, check that out uh, this weekend, and um, it will go until July something, I believe. And then, then at that time, what I'm hearing, that we'll get the Pixar Film Festival back with three new shorts. I'm still upset well, about the not, way they're doing it. Not actually new, but three different shorts that they than they were having. I'll be bummed that I didn't get over to there to see lava before it goes away. I know. Well, yeah, I went away. 
already it's gone. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. It's yeah. gone now. So I'll be bummed that I didn't get over there to see lava. But hopefully, maybe they'll have the feast. That'd be pretty cool next time or something like that. It's yeah. my one of my other favorite shorts. So yeah, I mean they could really milk this Pixar or that Sanjay Super Team or whatever it's called. That yeah, one's I like Sanjay. that one. That one's pretty funny. They've held enough back, I think, in this Pixar situation that they could truly milk it. If they oh well, they to. have like tons of shorts, and they were only showing three. So I mean, they have at least fifteen, twenty more, whatever it is. So I mean, there's no shortage on shorts. Sure. On shorts, yeah, especially on shorts. All right, so yeah, we'll see uh, what uh, what they're gonna be showing when that comes back in July. So yeah, other than that, I don't know what else I'm doing. I'm think think that's pretty it for much for me or whatever, something like that. But you, Anthony? I don't know. I went to the Jurassic Park thing, so that's oh. done. <laughs> it's pretty much all he had going. Pretty right? much all I had going. Oh, okay. And you know, the Gauntlet's not at Disneyland, at DCA no more. So I mean, no, I. Uh, I'll have to see. I no this weekend I got com going Comic Con Revolution. Yes, you in are in Ontario. And uh Wait, what so is this? Tell us about it. It's a it's a second year con. Uh this is actually the, the only the second year of it. It's at that new convention center over there that they built by Ontario the Ontario Airport. Ontario Mills and, area. Uh, no. Well no, it's on the other side of the freeway. Oh. But it's in that area. Sort of, if you think of Ontario as being the area. <laughs> Uh, and uh, this is the second year of the con. Last year, the con was only one day. This year, it's expanded to Saturday and Sunday. How much is it? It I don't remember how much it was. It was fairly cheap for the most part for a uh, two-day con. It seems like hopefully it'll be a pretty small crowd, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing uh, Kevin Conroy is going to be there. I wonder if it's hard the for these smaller voice, cons voice of to, Batman. Get, to get like bigger talent. It might be. I mean, it depends. I mean, they, they have a pretty good talent. I mean, you know, they got the usual people, you know, like uh, Herbert Jefferson, you know, Boomer from the original Battlestar Galactica, who's uh, like at every con, or uh, what's his name, Sam Jones, the uh, guy who played Flash in the oh right the 80s flash gordon yeah which you know he's at every con because that's all he ever all he really did yeah and uh but you know you got those people then you got some other comic book people yeah ming chen is gonna be there oh really yeah i like that ming guy. chen's gonna be there yeah i think he's gonna moderate a few panels and then he's signing uh i mean he's pretty much just Enamored with being famous a little bit and is, down, is just down to do whatever, especially right. if they're going to pay him to do right. something, right? And they're going to pay me to do what? <laughs> like, I also know that uh, the uh, the two, I believe two or three, three uh, cast members from um, Henry Danger from Nickelodeon will be there too. Yes, I don't even know what that is, but it's yeah, I cool do show. know that they're going to be there. It's a really cool show. Yeah, that's what I got coming up. Cool. And Tim, you going to be on anything? Any signings or anything? I'm not important enough. No, no not signings. Yet. No book. Eventually, no. I'll Ming Chen my way up. <laughs> uh, so, of course, you can see all kinds of the what we have going on with Mousepire on Mousepire at or Mousepire on Facebook at Mousepire on the Twitter and the Instagram. If you want to see all the pictures I'm going to be posting from Comic Con Revolution, follow me on Twitter. I am at Dubacks for Life. That is Dubacks the number four life. I'm Tim. If you listen, you should already know how to find me. He's fresh. He's just here playing Tim the game. Tim Fresh One. He's 
got to be fresh. It happens. Who are you? I, I don't know who I am, <laughs> but I think I am um, Diggs. And you can find me on Instagram at Blue1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. And you can follow DGPclothing.com on Instagram. Spell it out just like that. DGPclothing. The D-O-T-C-O-M on Instagram. And uh, also visit the site and you can get your Mouse Pirate gear. Don't forget to head over to Patreon.com slash Mouse Pirate. Help support the podcast. And uh, we were, uh, earlier today, I was talking to Tim about our YouTube and how uh, Tim the Tech put together our uh, episode from last week. It was pretty cool. And uh, he added some uh, screenshots of like the logos of the Star Wars party and pictures that I posted up there and and videos from um, the uh, oh the first the first first order march. So yeah, check out YouTube. I recommend if you're a diehard listener. If you're one of the 14 or 17 people, no, I'm just kidding. You should try. You should check it out on YouTube at least once because Dig puts a bunch of work into it. Tim the Tech obviously put a bunch of work into it, and it's kind of cool to have some visual representation while listening to us babble on. Yeah, so we're going to uh, work on that, doing that more often if we have some cool graphics to put up. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Tim the Tech for doing that for me. And, uh, yeah, Mouse Power on YouTube. Just search Mouse Power Podcast. Or you can go over to our Facebook page, and the link is there on pinned to the post. And until next time, remember, whether it's a $5 churro challenge button or a $299 Pixar Fest preview, you can count on Disney squeezing every drop out of us poor unfortunate souls. So for Laura Dern, Remy Malik, and Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. Wake up. Where do you come from? Several places, actually. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. So just sit right back and we'll hear a tale, a tale of a faithful trip. It started on this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. Would be lost. The ship <laughs> set ground on the shore of this enchanted desert isle with Gilligan, the skipper too, the millionaire and his wife, the movie star and, and those the other rest. thems. The rest of them? Rest. And, and the rest. rest. Here on Gilligan's Isle. You can cut all that out. Really? No shit. <laughs>